here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise, and now he's bringing that savings to you. With over 300 items to choose from, ProRisuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProRisu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, the Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in ProRisu merchandise across the world, the choice is clear. ProRisuShop.com that's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U shop.com. ProRisuShop.com. Wrestling podcast. I'm Rich Grace, alongside, as always, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, how are you? I'm I, I don't, I'm afraid to answer because last time less than excellent. Well, no, I, I go ahead. You called me out last time. I because you I knew you weren't feeling excellent. Just, I don't know this week. Just trying to be positive. Jeez, you know. It's, well, how are you feeling this week? So I apologize. I I will not do it ever again. Um, I'm feeling. <sighs> I, 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 I don't, I'm afraid. I'm uh, <laughs> mediocre at best. I, I, okay. I don't know what to say. I've been That's doing fair. some. Uh, I've been doing some Facebook creeping under the cloak of darkness uh, for the last couple of hours at some <laughs> former. What's your face? I've always been trying to figure out because you always say you 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 Facebook stalk, and I've never. I don't have a Facebook. I have okay. Well, that's that's a lie. Okay, here's what I have. I don't have an official. Okay. There's no official Joe Lanza Facebook page. Right. Yes, se. that I can confirm. Um. Yeah. So, but what there is is I they, there is a a. There is a Joe Lanza Facebook page, which is 
strictly for like business purposes, which is closed and private and nobody can see it or, okay. or friend it, which because, you know, there are some business associates who, you know, you know, the kids these days, Rich, they love the, fa- oh, yeah, they love yeah. the Facebook. So uh, sometimes that's the fastest way to communicate with people. So, but, but that's irrelevant because nobody can get to or see that page. Um, I also, from there, may or may not have a couple other various uh, Sal Milano type uh, Facebook pages um, with, my, with my aliases, but uh, those don't really count either. But, but yeah, so I can use any of those accounts to then, you know, do a little Facebook creeping, which is what I've been doing today. Okay. I've been creeping on some uh, – I got caught up in a loop of uh, looking up some high school people. Oh, that's always fun. So, and I, and, and I, I literally have never done this. So I, and I, um, I, I'm not friends with probably, I, I probably keep contact with, like, I can count on one hand, maybe, maybe one person I went to high school with. I'm just not, don't keep in contact with these people. I don't live in the same state. Uh, I kind of just mind my own fucking business. I'm kind of antisocial. So, um, this is like my first time through creeping on these people and, you know, y- y- I find it pretty interesting, you know, because I want to see, uh, first of all, it, it's, it's very comforting because most of the guys are fat and bald. So I, I definitely have an edge on these clowns and, uh, you know, you know, I've been creeping on the women a little bit, but you know, most of them are married and they have like nine kids. So it's like, right, that's right. completely unappealing. I mean, yuck. I mean, married with kids, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, I'm just peering in on their lives here and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mad at the ones who are doing better than me and I'm, um, um, chuckling at the ones that I'm doing <laughs> better than. And I, that's pretty much what I, I mean. I'm sure everyone, uh, does a little Facebook creep in oh, now yeah, and then, yeah. right? So, uh, oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm very guilty of it. And especially cause in, in high school I was, believe it or not, even though I host a wrestling podcast these days, I wasn't maybe the coolest kid in high school. I mean, I had my little group of friends or whatever and it was fine. Like, I, you know, to, to be fair, they, it, it wasn't very clicky at my place. It was kind of like, they just kind of left me alone and, and me and our little, there was none of that, like, you know, old school thing where like, Oh, let's beat up the nerds or whatever. Like I did TV and I did journalism and all that sort of stuff. And they just kind of left me alone. Cause it was like, whatever, dude. But now seeing those guys, it's, it's very good when they all peaked and I'm, I assume at least to some extent doing a little bit better, but I am also hosting a three hour wrestling podcast every week. So I, I, I don't know who's who the, the full joke is on, but you know, you know, I, I, I found the Facebook page for the 20 year reunion of my class. And I figured that would be a nice place to do a little Facebook creeping because you figure most of them would, uh, would have joined that group. But the problem here is I went to an enormous high school. So, you know, my class had like 700, right. had like yeah, 700 I was, I was students right in it. Too, yeah. So it's like, I'm looking at this and I'm going through the names and I, I, I swear to you, Rich, I have no fucking idea who any of these people are. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I graduated in 2005 or 2004 rather. And I, um, not that long ago was, was got caught in that wormhole that you're talking about. And like, I swear to God, 70% of the people I was like, I, and I looked at the pictures and I'm like, I, I don't remember you whatsoever. Cause yeah, I was the same thing. I was like 650, 750, somewhere in that range of people in my class. So it was like, yeah, I wouldn't know all these people. So, so here's the deal. You never meet half of them while you're in school. Like you just never encounter them. So you can eliminate like 300 of them right off the bat because it's impossible to like share a class or be in the same social circles as 700 people. It's just not possible. So immediately there's 300 of them off the bat. You can cut them off. So you're down to 400, right? Then, you know, years have passed. In my case, more years than, than, than you uh, have passed. So like you said, you forget that these people ever existed and the names aren't even familiar and the faces aren't familiar because they're 20 years older than the last time you looked at them. 
So you can eliminate another 300 or so. So that leaves you with about a workable group of about 100 to 150 people. And then out of that one or 150, it's like you're not interested in half of them. So that eliminates the. So now you're down to about 75 people. Okay. So then you know your Facebook creeping about 75 people, and then and then from there. You know, uh, maybe half of them don't even have an interesting profile. Maybe they have no pictures up. Maybe they just got nothing going on. So in reality, this whole Facebook creeping thing, it's not even that interesting because, you know, really you're only creeping like 20 people when you really, you know. Right, right, right. When you really get down to it. But, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been creeping about 20 people well, on good. Facebook here. And, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I haven't even encountered a female yet that's worthy of, you know, harassing and uh, you know, it wouldn't do me any good. Yeah, anyway. making up making up a class that you guys had together. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm two thousand miles away. There's really no point. <laughs> oh, that's but, I forget. Uh, you yeah, know. most of them. Yeah, and that, that's also the funniest thing too is when you look and and granted, I'm not like I'm not completely gone, but you look at their like Facebook profiles or whatever, and and half the pictures of them still in like the hometown or like at, at the bar that everybody goes to in the town or whatever, and it's just like because there's a bar that's like not that far from my parents' house that that occasionally I'll go to, and it's basically just a, a high school reunion every time you go there because like everybody still goes there, and it's just like. Oh, God. That's what I mean. You know, there's a lot of. People. I don't want to see any of you anymore. There's a lot of Sorry. people here who have nothing going on. It's like <laughs> right. nothing has changed in 20 years. You know, it's like they they you know live around the block from where they grew up, and they're still hanging with the same people in the same places. Um, but that high school football trophy is still hanging high and, and going well. So you know, not like not like Joe Lanza is is you know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we're out here throwing shade. The killer but, uh, <laughs> of social activity himself here, but you know I got more going on than some of these people, which is comforting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, it's very comforting. Yeah, you need that every so often to feel good about yourself. It's, it's, you really it's do. It's really most important to me that I'm better looking than the guys. Right. Yeah. That's the most important thing to me, and I gotta tell you, Rich. You know, I I'm not I'm not the most humble guy around, but I gotta tell you, I'm scoring well in that metric because some of these dudes are an absolute fucking disaster and that pleases me it really does because i've kept it together you know <laughs> right I, I try to stay in top peak physical condition and you know i'm a man who who gets a fresh haircut every two weeks and uh you know i do uh i think i do okay with the ladies so i you know and, and i've seen that some of these guys have clearly thrown in the towel clearly thrown in the towel so that that's that's comforting and then what i also find interesting is is any female profile that doesn't feature a picture I mean, we got to assume fat, right? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening there, right? Yeah, when it's either like a, a picture of a kid, uh, that's, that's usually my favorite, a picture of one of the well, then kids. Then you got to – well, see, what I've discovered is if it's a picture of a kid, if you dig a little deeper, they might have pictures of themselves within the pro- – but see, I'm talking about no picture – and then you go into the profile and there's still no pictures. Like you click the picture gimmick. Oh, right? I got you. That, then, that could just be a lockdown as well. But again, you know. Mm, I don't know. Because when yeah. they got a bunch of pictures of dogs and kids and shit like that, <laughs> but they have no pictures of themselves, that's got to be fat, right? It has to be. Um, yeah, there's a, a strong correlation. I would think it would have to be. I don't know. As you can tell, we don't have much to talk about today, but uh, have a few topics that we want to get to. Uh, we might get to your questions as well, a bunch of other stuff. Finally, I believe... And you, I'm not going to let you not let it, the Starcade 91. We are talking about it here. Uh, random WF Action Zone match. We are talking about it here. I do not care. We are getting done with those and moving on to new ones because it's a good segment. And we've we've completely aborted this segment, and I don't want to do that. But uh, real quick, before we talk about some other stuff here, uh, Match of the Month. We released uh, the first in a new series that we're doing at the website, the Match of the Month. We released uh, January's uh, earlier today. Uh, Joe, overall thoughts on the match of the month, the project itself, you know, what we sort of saw, surprises, disappointments, anything kind of overall thoughts before we sort of break down, uh, you know, break it down a little bit more. 
trying to find Kara Macaluso here, and I just I can't. That's not a real person. Kara Macaluso. It's absolutely one hundred percent. That's such a, a goddamn New Jersey. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with the name Kara Macaluso? It's just okay. Yeah. I mean, I found a Kara Macaluso, but this is not the Kara Macaluso that I'm looking for. Okay. So I, I got her on LinkedIn here. What, what do we got? Is this her? Now you're. This is horrible because now all these people listening to this are going to look up this poor innocent Kara yeah. Uh She went to Rutgers. That would probably make sense, it's right? It's possible, but look, Macaluso isn't exactly an uncommon name in the uh, oh, well in the tri-state area. Right? She is the so. assistant director of educational enrichment at uh, Rutgers. If you're curious, so that's not a bad gig. So you might want to. I don't know if it's the same one. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will send you the LinkedIn because now you're getting. You, you know, you sometimes got to go to the LinkedIn, Joe. Hmm. It's it's prof- I know you're getting a little professional there, but let me see here. Well, the two Kara Macalusos I'm pulling up are, are neither one are the one I'm looking for. Let's see what you got here. This is thrilling radio. <laughs> this is awful. I bet you people are loving this though. Let me see. I don't know why people do. Yeah, but please stop liking when we do these random banter. Because where's your link? Where'd you send the link? Oh, I sent uh, via Skype. You know, that's where we're at right I now. Find it. Hold on. I just sent it seconds ago. Oh, okay. If you got the new I, Skype, I, it's all kind of yeah. Screwed you know, up. Yeah. Skype suspended my account, and I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, let's see. Not probably maybe the F4W. Uh, oh, Rich, what the hell is this? There's no picture yeah. here. Well, I, I I didn't tell you I had a picture. Well, I'm then just how saying. the hell am I supposed to know if this is Karen Macaluso or not? I got Jersey. I don't know. That's that's as far as I can get for you. Send her a connect to her and then go from there. I don't know. Might as well have sent me like an email address, you know, Karamakaluso at Yahoo. There's no picture here. This doesn't do me any good. You, it's everything you already told me. You know, went the Rutgers, the job, all that. That I, I can't decipher anything from this. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna find her. See, Cranford High School. See, that's not her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it says for the high school? Okay. Yeah. I apologize then, Joe. No, 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 no. Now I'm back. I already closed your useless link. <laughs> I'm back to the, the Facebook creep in here. But uh, actually, I'm, now that I mentioned this poor girl's name, I'm glad yeah, she's well, not on Facebook yeah. because now people, you know, the, the, the animals that listen to this show probably would have immediately went and harassed this person. There is a uh, – there is one of – I don't know if it's yours, but there is one that is on Twitter. So please, for God's sakes, don't follow her. Uh, let me, I'm not going to tell you anything more about well, her. Or how if to she's not on Facebook, she's probably it's probably not the same. She's probably not on Twitter. Yeah, it's it's the Rutgers one. It's the successful. Oh, it's one, the so. one from for the 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 LinkedIn you sent me. Yeah, I yeah. cannot confirm or deny whether that's Kara Macaluso, okay. the one that I'm talking about. So, uh, but what, what what was the wrestling related thing you brought up? Uh, here? I wanted to talk about the match of the month thing that we did. You know, this thing that we worked a lot on uh, this past week and and throughout the month, a new new series that we're doing, VoiceOfWrestling.com. Or you know, Rich, you know, because she has no. You talk about pizza too. Or, no, or, yeah, go ahead. Because she has no pictures on LinkedIn or the Facebook or the Twitter. Uh, I mean, it's not good. It, yeah, that could be. Our, I mean, especially on a professional setting, like uh, y- y- you know. Yeah, you think she'd be there, like in a business suit or something. Right. I mean, you it's work at a university. I I worked at a university. There is no shortage of headshots being taken, people with cameras. You can get a goddamn picture if you want one at a university. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell you what, you're right, and and I'm I'm done searching for Kara Macaluso because I think if I do uncover her, I don't know if the news is going to be good. Yeah. It's all right. Well, why hey. shatter the image? Leave the memories. Right. Was she a grade A babe in high Listen, school? Leave the memories alone, right, Rich? Yeah, there's a lot. No, it, it hurts me a lot. There's a lot of uh, of uh, of high school crushes that I look at now, and I'm just like, oof. 
like or I'll see him at a bar or whatever. <laughs> like like me me and Michelle will be at a bar and I'll be like, oh, I really had a crush on that girl. <laughs> I'm like Michelle just spend the next like two hours making fun of me because it's just like, woof. I'm sorry. <laughs> like this is doing our reputation as misogynist. No favor. Well, it's no, it's well, I, hey, come on, you every you know what? It's honest talk around here. Right. If right. There's that's, no pictures I mean, on the honest, Facebook. Yeah. Let's face it. That's a bad sign. Right. right? I mean, let's I mean, just be honest. Not... Same thing. And to be fair, if the dude's got no pictures either, that's probably a bad. Exactly. Sign. Yeah. Because dudes right. really don't care. They let it all hang out. Dudes will put pictures on Facebook. And believe me, I've seen plenty tonight. Bald head, fat gut on the beach. They're not ashamed of anything. <laughs> Wearing their favorite team's jersey, usually. That's... Which they still had since high school. So it's like you it's like, you know, Guys have no shame. So if a guy has no pictures, yeah. that's that's probably a worse sign than a girl who has no pictures. My favorite thing in Chicago, the best thing that, that when you look at people's profiles and like literally I think it's like one in three people that that live in Chicago have some sort of profile picture if they're fat. It's a strong correlation between fat and a picture next to the the, the Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup. It's like big fat dude with like wearing his horrible like hockey shirt or whatever, staying next to the cup. And now granted, one in third people have this and this cup goes everywhere in the freaking state, but everybody has to put that as their profile picture to say, oh my God, look, I took a picture with the Stanley Cup. It's a cool. And everybody else did too. But it's like fat dudes with hockey fans. It it's it's very strong here in strong Chicago. Strong ties there in the. Uh... It is very strong ties. Yeah, more more times than not, if I look at a, a kid that I graduated high school or college with that has gotten fat, he is standing next to the Stanley Cup in his profile picture. So. Strong, strong correlation there. I don't have the exact R two for you, but it's 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 strong. Well, so. knowing you, you'll have a graph soon enough. I will. Yeah, I'll have uh, I'll have Josh Engelman, who by the way did our match of the month uh, Elo thing. I, I'm getting it there. Good segue. One way or another, but yes. Match of the month. What'd you think about it? Match of the month. Um, I thought I thought we were doing like traditional Elo ratings, like starting with fifteen hundred and then working either. Yeah, it's too complicated. So, <laughs> we're just gonna do win loss. So yeah, loss. Yeah. Nothing really was super surprising. I mean, you, you had to figure that Kota Ibushi Nakamura would 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 uh, be everybody's favorite match. Did you think it would pull away as much as it did? I mean, it had ninety four percent win percentage, and, and Tanahashi Okada only had eighty eight, which which isn't a huge gap, but in terms of this, was very large. It was significant in nah, this in this study. I mean, I mean I, that universally. I mean, people, you know, even after the event. I mean, I was. I think I'm one of the few people who prefer Tanahashi Okada. So. Um, you know, most of those votes, those five votes or whatever that the head to head votes that went the other way were probably from me. Um, so, no, I wasn't surprised at all. The only thing that the top three weren't surprising. I would have picked if you put a gun to my head, that's the order I would have picked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Naito Styles finishing fourth was probably a surprise. That was a surprise for me, too. And I, I really enjoyed that match and kind of recapping it. You know, I, I wrote the blurb for it and rewatched it and did all that sort of stuff. And I really, really enjoyed it on, on a second rewatch. And, and especially even more now when, when you sort of get time to look at it and, and, and you really look at it out of the context of what else. Because I remember when, when it was over, I said, yeah, it was pretty good. And then you had those other next two matches. And then it got completely overshadowed, completely lost at Wrestle Kingdom. So so kind of going back and rewatching it, 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 I got a new appreciation for it and, and really enjoyed it. But... No way that I think it was going to be top five on this list. I thought sixth, seventh, maybe, maybe tenth, but to be fourth was shocking. You know, sixty percent win percentage, so definitely in the in the in the second tier among the stuff, but but a pretty good rating regardless. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I guess I you know I thought maybe Doringer and Shiozaki might have you know been the best of the rest, so to speak, because the first three were locked in, in my opinion. I didn't think anyone sure. was going to yeah. touch those top three. After that, I guess it doesn't really matter. But um, but yeah, I, I hope people enjoy it. I mean, I don't think we missed too many of, of the of the key matches from the month. 
Um, I think the other thing is we really need to figure out what we're going to do about Lucha Underground and NXT. Yeah. You know, some of these matches that are taped the month prior and then air in the current month. Now, I think the best thing to do is probably just include them in the month that they air for the purposes right. of month to month because that's not really a big deal. So I think the key is just to make sure, you know, any of the top matches over the course of the year are included somewhere along the line. Right, because if we don't do that, then we're not going to have any Lucha Underground or NXT Right, because you're not going to see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not either. You're going to see the first ones in those weeks, and then there's going to be the three other tapings that probably won't show at that time or whatever. And Lucha Underground is going to be way worse because they do, do even more aggressive, you know, batch, you know, tapings or whatever. So yeah, it's it's going to have to be that way. And I know it's a little bit different than how we did the match of the year, but it's the only way we're going to be able to properly represent, you know, NXT and Lucha Underground, and especially Lucha Underground, which is going to get completely lost if we don't do that. It's really so. not that big a deal. I mean, this is way more informal. This is just uh, sure. It's more of just look. Here was the best shit this month, and right. in case you missed any of it, here you go. Um, you know, watch, don't watch, do what you want to do. But th- this was the stuff that, and we're gonna miss matches along the way, and people are gonna complain, and that's fine, and that's you know that's that's part of what makes it fun. But uh, you know, twenty one, what was it, twenty one matches for this month that we included? So uh, twenty one, I believe. Yeah, we ran pretty deep. I mean. You know, like, for example, I mean, some of these matches have no prayer of finishing in a, you know, year end top 10 or anything like that. But, you know, there's going to be some months that are really thin. So, you know, we're five days into February. I know there haven't been a ton of show. There hasn't been a ton of great matches in February yet. And, you know, there's only, you know, uh, what, 23 days left in the month. So. Right. And the new beginnings. I I mean, there might be something in there that really. But you look at the overall shows and it, it, it. it's starting to look like February might be a little bit of a, a, a not great month. I mean, Fastlane might have some decent stuff. NXT. Uh, yeah, the NXT special, which we're going to preview here in a little bit, might have some stuff. But yeah, I mean, New Beginning doesn't have a ton that, that you can really say. I mean, it's not going to be like a, a you know five-match thing like we had for you know Wrestle Kingdom or whatever. So yeah, January, I think, was a really aggressive month. And, and really, I mean, it was an awesome month. January we can was all, a strong month. I mean, I mean, we can all agree that was an incredible month. Three, it's going to die down. three legitimate match of the year contenders, maybe four. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, all in one month. Um, you know, April is going to be a busy month, obviously, with WrestleMania and WrestleMania weekend and Invasion Attack and all that. April's always a packed month. You, um, and August, August with SummerSlam and the G1, obviously, and, and, and you know, even some other promotions do some big things in August. That's always going to be a big time month. And then you're always going to have some months that are downers. I mean, you know, February is never a big month. December always seems to be sort of a downer of mm-hmm. a month uh, for matches. So, you know, it'll fluctuate. And there'll be some, some months where we're really stretching to throw stuff in there you know so um you know i asked for stuff that might have been snubbed on twitter and we really didn't get a ton of feedback so i think we really hit off on on uh, uh there's a facebook group it's called uh, classic japanese wrestling or whatever it's a really good facebook group uh of guys that kind of discuss japanese wrestling and stuff and we have one guy who really got mad in our match of the year that uh nobody included any zero one <laughs> in it and he's equally mad that we didn't include zero one in this match of the month the same so. guy yeah, it is the same guy, yes. Well, what match is he fucking fine? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what zero one match this month was uh, here, let me let me find hold out. Hold on which a one second. Zero I don't even think zero one had a show <laughs> emerge this month. I Let's watch everything, what... all right? There's I, what what zero one unless he was at a show himself with five hundred other people, what match is he talking about? I don't even think any shows popped up. Yeah, let's see. Uh Takayama Sakamoto Sagura was this in January? Oh god, zero zero one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, it was on the first. It was their Happy New Year show. It's the main event uh, of their Happy New Year show. It's zero one versus Black Ship. Uh, five, the five on five singles match series. Yeah. 
five on five singles match. I, yeah, here I can I can shoot you a link on the old Skype. I'm not even sure that show is. Let me see. Yeah, there it is. It's it's Takayama Sakamoto, uh, Segura, Sai, and Akibono versus uh, Masato Tanaka, Suzuki, Sato, Obata. Oh, okay. This and is the Otani. match. His upset yes. is missing. Yes. He just said oh, his response, his exact one was, uh, let's see what it was again. Here, let me find. He's always the best. Zero One gets shafted again. That match went over an hour and it was all action. There, <laughs> there also has to be a way to add matches that air the next month. That's Sweet on, Dreams made a Hold on a second. Oh, wait a minute. Somewhere. I got the link. It's, okay. <laughs> this is Yoshihiro Takayama. Since you botched yep. all the names, let me tell people what we're talking okay. about here. This is Yoshihiro Takayama, uh, Daisuke Sekimoto, Takashi Segura, and Ryoji Sai. Uh, and Aki Bono. Okay, that was team number one. And they faced Masato Tanaka, Hideki Suzuki, Kohei Sato, Yusaku Obata, and Shinjiro Otani. This was, uh, yeah, this was a super long match from 0-1. I do remember this. This was from the first day of the year. Rich, this match sucked. I couldn't, <laughs> I, I watch everything. You know, I sit. I don't remember you saying a thing about it. Yeah, because it was boring as shit. I could barely get through this match. In fact, I'm not even sure I did. I I don't remember the finish. So that doesn't mean I didn't watch the whole thing because I there's a lot of things I don't remember. But I do remember this match being boring as fuck. I could also tell you that the link you just sent me has 516 views. So nobody watched the thing. Okay, 500 people watched the match, which means it had no buzz either. Uh, because, you know, nobody was sending the link around. Nobody was recommending it. I can tell you that I saw it. I ain't recommending anybody. So, look, maybe I'm off base. You know, maybe people really did like this, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, we had a lot of people suggesting matches, and nobody suggested this one. Yeah, um, so I, just, I, I just if you're listening, existed. if you are listening, I mean, we are always going to be, if you follow us on Twitter, at Voices Wrestling, we're always going to be asking for suggestions here. So if you have one that we absolutely need to do, let us know, and the voting will kind of play out. But, uh, yeah, to... to it, it, that was a. That's about the only one I've seen of anybody who got legitimately got mad about something we missed, and the other ones were sort of some lucha underground stuff that we're, we're we're trying to figure that out. But yeah, for the most part, I don't think there was a lot of people complaining about it outside of this this zero one guy. But I he seems to really really dislike anytime we don't mention zero one for anything. He he had the thread on on for our match of the year thing. It was like legitimately upset, and I was like, dude, you understand? They're like, we have ten matches. Each person picks 10 matches. Like, you understand that. Sorry, but like. Yeah, that's the guy who claimed that our voting pool doesn't watch enough wrestling. Now, yeah. anyone who's familiar with the voting pool. That's, <laughs> and what went into that's it. That's so and the month utterly leading. absurd yeah. that it's laughable. I don't know who this guy is. OK, and I don't know anything about him. So maybe this is unfair. But I'd be willing to bet that whoever this dude is does not watch half as much wrestling as somebody like Dylan Hales. I'm willing to bet that this guy does not watch half as much wrestling as somebody like Paul Cook. Do you know how much wrestling Paul Cook watches? I'm willing to bet that whoever this guy is does not watch half as much wrestling as Joe Lanza. There's no fucking chance for this guy to rip our voting pool and say that we don't watch enough wrestling. Is just it, He's ignorant. He's ignorant to who we are and what we do. So, um, you know, look, believe me, Plenty of people who voted in our in our uh, match of the year poll watched plenty of zero one. Okay, there wasn't a zero one show last year where I didn't watch at least one match. Did I sit there and watch every zero one show front to back? No. But to tell you what, there were people who voted in our poll who did, who watched every single zero one show. How about Jamal Hepburn? He watches everything. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Okay. If it's you know he watches every Pearl show, he uploads them all and watches them all. I can go on and on. I'm not going to sit here and run down the credentials of every single voter, but I can tell you what the people I just named. Believe me, we watched plenty of zero one. <laughs> the reason there was no zero one in the match of the year poll, and I don't believe there was a single zero one match. Or there was not one. No. Okay. The reason is because none of them deserved it. None of them got a single vote because none of them deserved it. That's just it. Zero one did not have a great year. Um, you know, it, it, you know. I, even if – look at it this way. Whoever this guy is, even if he had been a voter in our poll, even if he had voted some random 0-1 match number one, it still would have finished like what, 60th Right, yeah, 129th. No, it would have been way, points. way down. So it's, yeah, oh, that's all you would have gotten. Yeah, 14 points would have gotten you. I, I'd have to look back. but yeah, you're, or you're, 60th or something? Yeah, yeah, would it get you into that top 60? I, I don't recall. Um, yeah, because it was a lot of like single digits for the first maybe 100 or so. Yeah, it'd get you 60th. 65th, somewhere in that range. It's like, dude, calm down. You know, it's like <laughs> if if zero one had a bunch of high level stuff, trust me, the people voting in that poll would have found it. There's no doubt in my mind. I would have found it. I know Dylan would have found it. Jamal Hepburn would have found it. It just wasn't good enough. And I'm telling you what, you could watch this ten man if you want. Maybe, maybe I'm off base. Uh, I, I was bored to tears watching this match. And this match has a lot of people that I like. A lot of people that I like. You know, I'll, I'll watch Daisuke Sekimoto all day. He's one of my favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's in there, and that's that ticks your box. But... Tanaka. Oh, and Tanaka, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Bono, Tanaka. Um, I like everybody in this match. Kohei Sato. I mean, you know, all, there's a bunch of uh, fun people. I just didn't like the match, so I don't know. Well, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's the TNA lunatic fringe, and I think we found our zero one lunatic fringe. Yeah, and that's, I actually, I'm, I'm glad we have, because I, I asked earlier in this week, and maybe, maybe you have an idea of this as well. Is there, I, I was watching, I think I was watching Big Japan or I was watching something and, and, and I just had this idea of, is there, is there the same lunatic fringe? And, I, and I'm not aware and that's why I was sort of asking people, are there fans in Japan that, that are like the TNA lunatic fringe that watch, let's say, a Zero One or whatever? I, and, we just and, found them. Yeah, that, and that's what I mean. Like, do they watch and they go, oh, this is the best or oh, this is such a good show. No one's watching this and it's, it's so much better than everything else. Like, do people, are, are there those? And not to say that, yeah, I... You know, and I think the TNA one is a little bit different. Where it's obviously not, because I get if there's somebody, if there's like fringe, you know, DDT fans, I think it's a, that, that's fine. It's a whole different shtick or whatever. But like a, a zero one or whatever, or you know, uh, um, I think that's probably the best example Hi, of a company Hi, Dojo that, or something. Yeah, or like yeah, K Dojo is a good one as well. Wrestle of one. ones where it's they're very clearly yeah, Wrestle One is, is a fantastic one where they're very clearly business wise not near the top and then quality wise a lot of people sort of agree not near the top but they have a segment of like 200 fans that go to every one of their shows and go no 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 this is the best like they, they, I get I did <laughs> Wrestle One is absolutely the best everybody are there those they have to be right they almost have to be I'm sure there is but at the same time I think with the TNA Lunatic Fringe. I think uh, part of it is deep down they don't even believe their own bullshit. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, some of them I think do, but I think there's a good portion of them who are just living the gimmick and they don't even believe their own bullshit. And they're just they're going to take the opposite um, stance on on any TNA issue that comes up because they they just they're never fair. I mean, not, how can no one can truly believe that there's never anything negative about a promotion, no matter how diehard you are about that particular promotion. And some of these people are just never negative ever. So I think a lot of them are just full of shit. But to answer your question, yeah, I think there's probably uh, pockets of fans who are super fans of of certain promotions anywhere. They're just, I, you know, the TNA ones are just, uh, 
They're just a special breed, though. I, I don't know if I would go as far as to say there's anybody like the TNA Asylum. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I mean. I, I get that there's like fans of Noah or whatever that go to every Noah show and they really enjoy it or whatever. But I'm always wondering if they're just like, no, that, you know, every other promotion sucks. Noah's where it's all at. Like, this is the best promotion in Japan. You, you know, like, I don't think anybody would be that level. Because you would need a promotion but... where their fans feel like they're backed up against a wall the way the TNA fans feel like mm -hmm. they are. Because you need that perfect storm of, first of all, the promotion has to be terrible because that promotion has to be heavily criticized because if you're not heavily criticized, you don't feel like you're backed into a corner. Sure. So it would have to be something like, I think wrestle one would probably be the best example because wrestle one is pretty terrible and wrestle one is also poorly booked and wrestle one is also not doing well business wise. And ironically they're linked with TNA. <laughs> so I, I don't know. And, and, you know, the TNA lunatic fringe defends Wrestle One all the time, too. Right, because they're buddies. So. Right, right. So, you know, they, they always claim that, you know, Wrestle One gets a bad rap and what makes New Japan so much better than Wrestle One, what makes Dragon Gate so much. They're the same way when it comes to Wrestle One, uh, even though they probably couldn't pick half the roster out of a lineup. But, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, there's – Yeah, I'd be interested. If anybody could quote, sort of – quote, fanboys in every walk of life, right? So, yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, yeah, anything. I mean, any any TV show, any movie, there's always a subset of, of, of hardcore cult, you know. So there's got to be something. But I, I it, it just I, it came to my mind. I was watching Big Japan or I think maybe Noah or something like that. And I was just like, hmm, I wonder, you know, what, what these people are thinking when they're watching, you know, what is, you know, not great stuff, you know. But yeah, whatever. I would love to find the Wrestle One Asylum and find the uh, the big the big dog <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> the Richie Durville of, uh, the Richie Durville of Zero One, which I think we found. So I think we found him. But so now we got to find uh, for the Kaintai Dojo. Does the big dog still have the Aces and Eights avatar in his uh, Twitter? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, what is the big dog up to remember, these he, days? he was big dog of Aces and Eights. Remember? Big dog. Oh, right. Yes. Me, yeah, what is big dog, dog up to? Big, let's, big we're dog, all typing right now. Big dog. Let's see. No, he's got uh, TNA Wrestling Maximum Impact 7 2015. I have no idea what that is. Oh, is that one of their... Is he an asylum or is he a uh, mecca? He's a mecca. He's, He's the mecca. mecca. And he writes Bark of the Dog, correct? He writes Bark See, of the when Dog. It comes in, to in the hot, when it comes to the hot button TNA issues, I don't form an opinion until I hear the Bark of the Dog. I don't know about <laughs> you. but Why does the mecca have the worst layout ever? Like web layout? Like I almost want to just put my hat and be like, guys, I will make you a nice little layout. Like for a site that get, I mean, they get a lot of traffic and they just, they, they've updated it. So they're not as bad as they used to be, but it still looks awful. Why would so anyone bad. have been like a big fan of Aces and Aces and Eights was like, <laughs> oh, there's the Bark of the Dog. Let's see. Let's see if we still updating what, what uh, Bark was, of the Dog. What was the, what was the latest Bark of the Dog article? What, what happened? Uh, the latest Bark of the Dog was uh, January 21st. And of course, yeah, we have nothing to talk about people, as you can tell. What was it about? Um, Funny How Things Work Out was the name of it, which, oh, okay, here we go. It, it's not long, so I can read it all. Um, oh, God, it is long. Never mind. The, what's the, more, I just want to know what the topic is. What was the, I'm going to go with the lead. I, I actually don't know, so I'm going to read. You're going to read with me here. Is it more super defensive, you know, we're backed into a corner? And oh, here, here we go. Okay, life imitating art. What does that really mean? Even if you aren't sure, just look at these two nouns, life and art. Okay, we're really getting somewhere here. We all have lives, including me. Huh, okay. Uh, excluding shape, us as people, and sometimes... Okay, I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, what's his issue? Uh, what's the issue? I don't know. I'm trying to get to it. We're, skim, we're learning about Rich, life here. Skim. I'm looking. Okay, TNA recently gave up uh, some ground in a wise decision to go to Destination America and leave Spike TV. Wise decision, by the way, to leave Spike TV. Oh, they you know. left on their own volition. <laughs> you know what, Spike? That's a wise Stop decision. subsidizing us. We're out of here. Yeah, we're, we, we're, we're packing our bags, and our <laughs> destination is America, where we're going to get half the viewers. 
because okay, we're I, sick of this I, tyranny from the forces yeah. at Spike. So yeah, listen, can't blame Big Dog for uh, backing up TNA. I also I gave up a very secure and lucrative job to go a lower tier job and work my way back up the ladder of success. It is working out for me beautifully thus far. TNA's partnership also working out beautifully, beautifully this far. And this was January 21st. They've so had like, what, two minutes? So he concedes that uh, Destination America was a step down. Um, yeah. He, saying, he, yeah, essentially. But it's going to work out great. I'll tell you what. Well, listen. Okay, but I got to tell you, this is a big step for Big Dog because he's admitting at least that it was a step down from Spike. And what he's saying is, see, he's playing a new angle. I think what they all realized was was when the viewers started to come out for, for Impact and they know, they saw that it was, you know, 50%, 40%, 60% of their total viewership on a week-to-week basis. They couldn't even keep up the charade anymore that it was a that it was even a lateral move. So you see how Big Dog is playing it here. He's playing it as the old you know, uh, one step backward, but we're going to take two steps forward. I think that's what he's, right. I think that's how he's playing it. That's yeah, he is conceding that I think. Okay. That that yeah, that's Spanish America is a lower tier, but it worked out I mean, he did it and it worked out well for him and and so, you right, know. So now let me hear why he thinks it's going to work out for TNA. I'm dying to know. Um, let's see. Uh, it's the bark of the dog, folks. And when the dog barks, okay? You got to listen. Yeah, you got to you got to that's tension. Um DAWG yeah. by the way. Okay, now I'm not trying to say that the world revolves around me. I'm not arrogant or egocentric. I am uh, not narcissistic either. That that has to be a separate sentence. I'm telling you though, life imitates art. Stop saying that. It's as simple as that. God, the bark of the dog, terrible. Um, what storyline in in TNA do you most connect with? What moves you right now with the product? In the last two weeks, I've enjoyed it all. To be honest, all of it, all of it's been great. The last two weeks. Come on, big dog, get to the point, big dog. Tell me how. Tell me how this step back is going to move them forward, big dog. You've set it up now. Knock it down. Knock it down. Goddamn. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's read the end. I'm going to read the end here, how he concludes. Um, Oh, God. No, I, I don't know. He has nothing. I, there's no point. So his argument is... Says, he says at the end, I leave you with a fantastic picture of this nicely modeled TNA Mecca hoodie that our own columnist, Lewis Harris, will be wearing to the Webley Arena show in London, England. How awesome is this? So his argument is, you need to take a step <laughs> backwards... But you can move forward because I've really enjoyed the matches on the first three episodes. Yes, he, he likes Impact James Storm. He likes Abyss. He, he, you know, Eric, Eric Young he's into. So uh, he never told us how that step backwards is going to lead to a step forward. Christian Cage would also be a nice addition for the Canadian tour. One last run with TNA. He realizes that man is still employed by <laughs> another company, right? Um, ideally, yeah, that he, you know, physically probably cannot wrestle and probably would rather be, you know, with under that arm than the TNA arm. But, you know. Um, yeah, the bark uh, doesn't really have any bite here. Um, oh, okay, here we go. Um, oh, this is perfect. Okay. Are you telling me that every person that saw Impact commercials on ESPN, on USA, NBA TV, and 10 Discovery Communications channels decided not to tune into Destination America during some point of their 18-hour marathon? Well, they, well, 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 hour block? Okay. Number one, I didn't see a single commercial on any of those channels, and I watch ESPN a lot. Um, yeah. Anyone who follows my sh- uh, shoot Twitter account knows I watch a lot of college basketball. Which yeah, and I'm watching NBA TV more times than not. Yeah, so, so I, I, we, I don't we watch these channels. I, I don't recall those commercials. And uh, are you going to tell me that everyone who saw those commercials did not? Yes, I am going to tell you that because we know that they didn't <laughs> because 500,000 people are watching the show. So, 
yes, big dog. In fact, we can tell you that none of those people okay. turned on. So are you telling me those people didn't? Yes, blah, blah, I am blah, telling he says, come on, TNA is reaching new eyeballs. TNA is the flagship programming for Destination America now, and that is a fact. Slowly but surely, the audience will increase, and I have no doubt that the process of expansion and growth for the channel is already happening now. It's simply in the early stages with an unpredictable ceiling. Would you rather reach 1.2 million old eyeballs or 490,000 new eyeballs? It's a deep question, Rich. It's a deep question which requires a deep answer. Life imitates art. And only the big dog has those answers. <laughs> Look, NXT takeover. They're going to spin it no matter what, you know? They could they can move to, if TNA Impact moved to to a local access channel in Orlando, Florida, they'd spin that as a positive. Story. Right, they would say the local access channel it's the featured show and they're showing a lot of commercials during the 3 a.m. infomercial. Absolutely. So and, and Spike never showed any commercials, so it's obviously a better move. If they were so. pulling the 0, 0.0 rating that Pro Wrestling Syndicate pulls <laughs> on Saturday night slash Sunday morning at 4.30 a.m. That's a Houston Astros number right there. It's a Houston Astros number. They would find a way uh, to spin that as a positive. Right. So um, I don't know. I, you know, Barker, you know, the big dog came with a strong take there, but he he didn't sway me, Rich. He the bite me. wasn't there. Yeah, there was no bite to that. To that. Uh, to the- well, he's had a lot of time to pen his new one. That that was all the way. Uh, what did I say? January twenty first. So he's got a lot of time. So hopefully this next bite is uh, or this next bark is 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 well, quite a bit bigger. Well, as but. you know, this is the time of the year when the TNA Lunatic Fringe uh, they do so, they do a lot of chest thumping because they draw some nice crowds in Europe. Mm-hmm. So this is the time of year where they actually can do some legitimate chest thumping. Um, which is fair because they draw their best crowds of the year. Um, so that's prob. I would probably guess that that's the crux of. The- we're gonna get a bite here pretty yeah, quick. We're gonna yeah. get a new bite. We're gonna get a new, new bite. A bark. Sorry, rather, rather. Uh, yeah, the what bark we, what bark. we take is the bite. He barks, we bite. Is I believe the right. Well, he tries to bite. I don't know what he does, but he, okay. he definitely barks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, you know, bark at a dog. There you go. I mean, yeah, that's it's, one of your favorites. Hey, we're plugging them. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's I'm going to tie it into our RSS feed. So when, when he posts a new uh, bark, uh, it'll show. Right, we don't have to go so. that far. But I, th- okay. I think I, th- I mean, hey, we did plug him, though. Um, and listen, we gave his article a chance. We broke it down. OK, so it just didn't make any goddamn sense. It's very long. So I, 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 I could be missing. You know, an additional bite. Well, there's but, yeah. a lot of important philosophical, um, you know, quite, there's a lot of important uh, life philosophy in there, Rich. Mm-hmm. Life imitates art. Life imitates art. You. And it, it apparently, it, life, you know, six different times he had to say that. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's, and life is, imi- I don't, how is life imitating art? It has anything to do with, with TNA and I, I don't know. That's not art, but okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> anyway. NXT TakeOver Rival. Not Arrival. Rival. It's just Rival. So now it's just Rival. Yeah, so we had NXT Arrival. Now we have NXT TakeOver Rival. Or as I'm calling it, NXT Clash. Clash of the NXT Champions. So they're not... See, I thought they were going to go with the same name for each quarterly show that they went with last year, but they're not doing that. They're not, no. This is just straight up Rival. Not our Rival... No, not a, a uh, uppercase A, lowercase R, uh, uppercase R rival. No. Yeah. This like is just block NXT takeover rival. Brackets, none of that. Just, nope. just rival. Just NXT takeover rival. I noticed there's five matches on this show as well. Indeed. Something's going to get 
very shorted on time, and I have a feeling I know what it is. <laughs> I think I do too. So let's let's break this card down here a little bit. We'll do uh, the we'll old start one out. to ten gimmick as well, I believe. Oh, one to ten, yeah, absolutely. Got to do the old one to ten. Um, okay. Anyway, starting out, I'm assuming this will be the opener, but uh, there, there's two matches that have a chance to be the opener. But I'll kind of go in the order that Wikipedia has them. We have a tag match for the NXT Tag Championships. Murphy and Blake, your favorite tag team in the world, the new champions will defend against the former champions, the Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sin Cara. I'm going to give it a five. Blake and Murphy just aren't connecting with me. Really? I enjoy them. I, a lot of people do. They're goobers. They're not doing it and for that's me. that's fine. Okay. That's, I, I thought you would like them. They're like a fiery old school babyface goober team. Like, they're not that good, but they're okay. I, I mean, they're, they're just like, they're just exciting. They just love things. See, I don't find them exciting. I find them very boring. I think they're hmm. I think they're okay. very dry and they're very uh, generic and they're just not connecting with me. I don't know, but you know I'll give it a five because I listen. This is a big showcase for them, and maybe they can win me over here. Okay, I hope they do. I'm sure they're gonna win. I don't see the point of going back to the Lucha Dragons team. No, no, I think that's over. I think Sin Cara's job is in danger. Um, He's getting fat now. Did you notice that? He is gaining some weight. Yeah, there, there was the other day he tried to do something, and I was like, man, you are really big. <laughs> that leads me to believe that some, I, I don't know if he knows something or somebody, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, he's... Um... His only purpose was, okay, El Local stinks, but we really want to do something with Callisto. So we're going to pair him with the other masked Mexican guy that we have on, on the payroll here. Mm -hmm. Like... That was the only, you know, that's the only reason he's in NXT and teaming. It's all about Callisto. And it was all about, you know, El Local not being up to snuff. So if they don't have the titles, I mean, really, you know, and, and where do you go with the Sin Cara character from here? Um, he's almost 40. Like you said, he's gained some weight. Um, did I unmask him and do the Hunico thing again? Do they give him a different gimmick? Do you invest more time in giving this guy another gimmick? I don't know if it's really worth and it. A, and as he reached the point where you know that with these guys, it always reaches a point where the company says, what is the upside of this guy? He's and and that's forever. where I go with it. And he's been around forever now. And what is the, and look, I like him as a performer. I, I do too. I, I, I've always enjoyed him in any incarnation. Uh, whether it was incognito, but you know, pre WWE or, or Hunico or, or, you know, uh, Sin Cara, number two, number one, you know, whichever, wherever he was, number two, I guess. And, uh, I enjoyed the Sin Cara versus Sin Cara feud, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of fear for this guy. I think they lose this match here and then the company says, all right, now what do we do with this dude? That I get that vibe as well. And the, and the Kalisto news, what, what do you make of that? The, the rumors from well, it was debunked, old... wasn't it? So I think so, we, yeah. And and can we can we really just really think about stuff when we when we hear these random rumors and we all freak out like like the Neville Mighty Mouse thing was, was the most ridiculous. We we I I know we love to just you know Mets fan forever or whatever the hell his freaking name is on Reddit or whatever. Let's think about stuff before we immediately jump to conclusions that whoa my god they're ruining Sinkar. Oh my god they're ruining you know Kalisa. Oh my god they're ruining like like that was my favorite one was the Adrian Neville thing where they said somebody said oh they're thinking about a Mighty Mouse gimmick and everybody went oh my god he's gonna be Mighty Mouse and it's like no that that doesn't mean he's literally going to be a superhero Mighty Mouse. 
yeah, something com- like something terrible like, to Mighty Mouse. Please in, think of it for two seconds. In like a power, that an underdog, a small, powerful underdog package. Right. You know, they don't literally mean they're going to put whiskers on him and have him be Mighty Mouse. Here's the thing with Mets fan. Okay, he clearly worked for the company at some point. Mm-hmm. He's you know flash credentials and, but but the thing is, he also likes being the little king of the Reddit universe. Right. He lives for it. He lives for the attention and he likes people back patting him and he likes people running to his threads and upvoting him and telling him he's great and thanking him. And so there's no question that he feeds a solid amount of bullshit to that Reddit crowd. He's gotten a few things right. I don't you know, he probably still talks to some people in the company, but what makes him any more connected than any of the other of dozens of writers who have been let go over the years and 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 still have friends in the company, but right. he's the only one running the Reddit, making attention-seeking threads. Right. Anytime he hears even something, even if he knows if it's true or not, I mean, I guarantee he's not double-sourcing a lot of the info. Yeah, and that, that he's... gives him a lot of power because then he can he can make things up out of thin air, because he's built up a level of credibility with these people. So if it's a slow week and he hasn't talked to whoever his buddies are and, you know, he's craving that attention, he could literally – he could throw anything up there and, and they're going to backpat him for it. So you really got to be careful with this guy. And he struck out plenty, you know, with his scoops. So, I mean, you know, but the Callisto thing, people have debunked that already, that there's nothing to it. So with the hairdresser, if people don't know what we're talking about, yeah, doing a uh, hairdresser gimmick, which then people ran with it and said it was going to be a gay hairdresser. I guess if it's a hairdresser gimmick, it kind of has to be a gay hairdresser gimmick, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, not necessarily, no, but, but in Vince yeah. McMahon's world, is he going to? There's, yeah, no, he cannot imagine a male hairdresser this, that's not. Yeah, that's what I'm no. saying. Vince McMahon could not comprehend a, 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 a heterosexual male enjoying. You know, doing people's hair. Not, he, not with the word. Not in Vince's world. Right, not in Vince's world and not with the word hairdresser. Now, if you told me he's right. going to be a barber, that'd be Oh, a that'd be a story. sweet gimmick. Have we had just like a sweet old school like yeah, barber? Yeah, br- br- beefcake. Well, no, no, no. That, <laughs> yeah, no I, <laughs> so you you want a guy in like a white smock. Yeah, exactly. I want like the, he's got a big hair. blade. Right. Maybe a he'd have to be like He'd have to be like 70, though. That'd be the only problem. He'd have to be like 80, so... He does be like an old Italian man. Right. If but it's the kind that, of barber I used to go to, he would give gambling tips. Exactly. Right. But I just want that guy. I yeah. don't have – see, down here in Texas, we don't have any barbers like that. They, they no, don't we exist. don't really have like, much either. Like the Italian barbershop doesn't exist. Um, but, but yeah, the white smock. You, get a, you can get an uh, African-American male to do that. Ah, listen. But Vince would just run with that. He'd make I, it really I, awful, I don't so. know about you, Rich. I'm not going to a black barbershop. I mean, I can't. I mean, I don't know if they would even know how to cut my hair. That's the thing. How are they going to cut my hair? They're going to be like, huh, all right. They're just going to get the clippers out. (laughs) Yeah, they're just going to buzz you, and it's going to be, yeah. And they're going to ask me if I want, like, a funny design on the side. You got to get a, yeah. You You got to shave a a little. Racing stripe. Got to get a race stripe in the corner, yeah. Maybe a Rams logo, you know, something. That's not a bad idea, yeah. Not bad, right? That's kind of, you know, not exactly proud of that fandom. But, uh, so, yeah, maybe maybe Callisto's going to be a black barber. Like a black. That's possible. Like a, yeah, we didn't think of that. Yeah. Like, like, because you know, like, what are we talking about? I don't but, know. What are we talking uh, about? The, Murphy and Blake, Lucha Dragon. The point is, it was debunked. So, <laughs> yeah, so he's not going to be chill. a gay hairstylist. And the fact of the matter is, they've already got a hairstylist in NXT, and her name is Carmella. 
Okay. Right. And she works at hair. And, and, right. And, and, you know, I mean, she lost her job, but, but at any point, a, a reputable company will hire but her. But the back. point is, she's got the gimmick already. You know, right. You know, when, when Duke the Dumpster Drossy was around, they didn't have a second garbage man. You know what I'm saying? When Erwin R. Scheister was on the roster, they didn't have a second <laughs> tax collector. You know, you can't have another hair. You already have a hair. Teal Hopper, there wasn't another plumber. You know, yeah, you got to. Unless you're going to tie Callisto in with Carmella, which I don't know. I, I, that's, that's got legs. That's got legs there. I, Carmella, Carmella's got legs. But doesn't doesn't do it for me. You know, the thing about Carmella is here's the thing. She's not very pretty. I, I it, but see it's it's not about <laughs> it's the attitude, Rich. Okay, it's, yeah, it's, you like you like the attitude. It's yeah. how she presents herself. She's like, you know, she's like four different ex-girlfriends combined in the one. You know, like you know, the, the animal print, you know, the hair, the the way too much makeup the uh horrible accent like it's like it's like me creeping facebook tonight you know it's like i'm right, walking exactly. down memory lane here yeah. it's like it's like cara macaluso all over again you know <laughs> so th- that's the thing with carmella is she a traditional beauty of course not but you see you know women from that part of the country they find a way to get it done you know even if they don't have the natural tools now she does have a phenomenal body there's no oh, question about yeah. that but look, is she a ten in the face? No, no, of course she isn't. But you know, it, she makes up for it. She's got some style. Maybe not the kind of Chicago style you're into, <laughs> but she's got some style. She got that East Coast style. I got you. No, I got you. I, I get why she ticks your boxes. So I, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, she's not my favorite. You know, she probably not even. You know, if I'm gonna sit here and rank the divas, I don't. I'm not even sure I'd rank her no, number one. But, you know, you know, I, I have to dig up my old line again, though, Rich. I'm not, not kicking her out of bed. I'm sorry. And I, you know what? Oh, yeah. Neither are you. You'll look, oh, past no, the, no. you'll look past that cheetah print. Don't even try to bullshit. Uh, it's a lot. It's a, <laughs> it, it hurts, but it, it certainly hurts. But, no, I, I could probably look past it quickly. But, yeah. So what number do okay. you give that match? I'm going to give it a six. I like, I like Murphy and Blake all that, uh, a lot, but I, I've not been – all that much into the Lucha Dragons, is, uh, uh, you know, as of late. Even though I, lo- I love Kalisto. I think he's great, and I think there's still a lot of talent there in the future, and I really think they can do a lot with him. Sinkar has been kind of dragging him down, and, and, and that whole act is, in general has just sort of not been, you know, clicking lately. So I'm going to go with a six because I, I don't know if there's much intrigue in here because we just saw the match, but but I enjoy Murphy and Blake. I think they're pretty fun. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they have a good match and that they, they turn you into a fan because I think once you're a fan, you're good. You're gonna love them and, and wish you get on the you got on the ground floor of them, but it's all right. All right, all right. Uh, listen, I've turned the corner on other acts before, and it's not as if I hate Murphy and Blake. They just don't do a thing for me. They're just there. You know what I mean? They're just mm-hmm. they're just an yeah. act on the show, and they don't bother me. But I don't get excited about them either. No problem. All right, we have a no disqualification match here. We have Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey. I believe this is the match you said is probably not gonna get a whole lot of time, huh? Yeah, this is probably going to be the short match. Um, I, look, I, I, I hate to do this, but, I, you know, very early on, I just didn't see anything in Baron Corbin, and he's not doing a damn thing to win me over. Um, he's stiff. He's emotionless. And look, I know the gimmick is sort of supposed to be emotionless, but he doesn't really exude any kind of charisma. He doesn't exude... Um, you know, a, a dangerous charisma. 
emotions exude no. a, an angry charisma. He's like he, the guy's emotionless. He's like he's just a, a, he's vacant. There's like lights on, nobody's home. Um, he's not giving me anything. Um, I think there's a reason they keep him in all these short matches because they're it's the same deal like with the Ascension. They're afraid to have let him have a long one because at this point he would have had a long and I don't think this is going to be a long one. Did you did you see his uh, this week against Adrian Neville? I did, yeah. I thought that was his better, the, the, probably the best he's had. I thought it exposed him. And well, and that's and that's what I meant. I I thought it was the best he could have played, you know, in his. But I, again, I when it was all said and done, it was just kind of like, okay, he's just kind of. I mean, he had the decent clothesline and stuff, but a lot of the stuff was stiff, and it, it just, it, it there's not a much there. There's he not really look much. impressive. He doesn't have impressive charisma. Uh, I don't. There's just the guy. He's tall. And has very wet hair. Yeah, he has long hair that's wet and tall. He's tall. I I don't. Otherwise, I'm not. I just don't see it. And I have to tell you, I. I, Speaking of people, I've turned the corner on. (laughs) I mean, who ripped Bull Dempsey harder than me when he got signed? That was you. Yeah. When pre Bull Dempsey, when he was Smith James, and they signed the guy, right on this very show two years ago or whatever it was, I told the entire listening audience, and I told you that. This was a baffling signing. I have no idea why they signed this guy. He's a load of shit on the indies. He never has a good match. I even gave matches for people to watch. Uh, there's one against Carlito, which is a, just a horrible match. It's still on YouTube, I think. And I thought there was no way this guy would ever make... I thought he would get cut before he ever made TV. Not only has Bull Dempsey made TV, I kind of like the guy. Because here's a guy who does exude some charisma. I kind of understand the Bull Dempsey character. Um, he, his, he, he gets his character across much better than Corbin does, in my opinion. And there's, there's a little juice there with Bull Dempsey. There's no juice there with Baron Corbin. Yeah, it, it took a little while for Dempsey to click. His first few matches were pretty terrible. And then I, I think he's finally understood what, how he should sort of wrestle, how he should work. I'm not fully bought in yet. I think he's still not all that great. But you can see that something's clicking there, that he's starting to kind of get it and understand and, and, and really understands the way he should work. Because when he first came in there, I, it, it was funny. I mentioned in my review, I think it was his, his second or third match or whatever, that he was he was working super light and he was doing like sentons and backflips or whatever. And I'm like, dude, don't do this stuff. Just go in there, club guys, you know, power moves, that sort of stuff. And he's really done that as of late. He's really understood kind of what he should be doing there and, and understand that he shouldn't be the guy that's, you know, flipping around like the big dude that's flipping around and all that sort of stuff. And and he's really embraced that a little bit. So, yeah, I, I, I've turned the corner a little bit. I still don't think he's very good. I think both these guys are pretty terrible, but I, I get that. And Bull Dempsey is a higher trajectory than than Corbin, who Corbin, yeah, I don't I don't get it at all. And, and the, the crowd kind of screams. You get like the, the the girls scream in there. And that that I know was probably really? important you to them. Girls but like Baron Corbin? They do. You hear it. If you listen, pay they, attention. I haven't noticed. They really they scream when he initially comes out. I don't know if it's just for whatever reason, but they they really really enjoy him for that. I don't get it. I don't understand. But then once the match starts, it's kind of nothing. All, so. all I'm saying is, when it comes to this company, be very careful when they don't let guys work long matches, mm-hmm. and be very careful when they don't let guys talk, and be very careful when it's both. Right. Yeah. They don't right, let right, this right. guy work long matches, and they don't let him talk. I listen. That's scary. Okay, if he was six inches shorter, he's not on TV. So be careful with Corbin. As far as your one out of ten for this guy, I yeah. mean, I th- I just I think it's going to be really short, and I don't, you know, it's it's it, I don't know three. Just to see. That's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go win back or something here. 
I'm gonna go two. I whatever. I, I don't, it's, I don't it's hard care. to be yeah. looking forward to it when you see what else is on the card. Yeah, the rest of the card I am very very high on. So we'll start here. Uh, the singles match. This is to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. We have Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor. Look, I mean, we've seen these guys wrestle each other before, and you know, it's it's Finn Balor. Let me tell you, um, it's you, you never know when guys come into this company, you really never know. And I know we've talked about it before, but to me, this is a guy who he just, he gets it. He really understands yep. what he needs to do. Um, he works exactly how they, they want him to work. And he does it in a way where he hasn't really lost any of his cred that he came in with from the hardcores. Um, he's, he's working a WWE style and he's doing it in such a way where it, whereas the complete opposite would be Hideo Itami. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to bring him up right now. I'm glad you did. He's changed his style, and he's trying so hard to fit into the WWE style that it has hurt him tremendously, in my opinion. Um, Baller has managed to do it so seamlessly, and his entrance is one of the best things in the company, period. Oh, yeah. NXT. Perfect music. Per- I mean, his mannerisms are perfect. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. This guy fucking gets it. You put that entrance on TV tomorrow, and he's over with fans who have never seen him before, before the fucking bell rings. Before the bell rings, this guy would be over with all 14,000 fans in whatever arena they're in for Raw who have never seen him before, before the bell rings, just based on that entrance. And it will only take one time. That's how good that entrance is. And this dude gets it. He's clearly studied. He understands how important the entrance is. He understands how important uh, – uh, he understands how to work as a babyface in this company. And really the only thing we haven't seen and the only ingredient is the promos. And I think once he gets that down, I mm-hmm. – I, Yeah, they haven't been very good at all. The ones – the little that he's done, which has been a lot of backstage stuff or interviews or whatever, have not been good. But that, that's, that's really it. And I mean to me, the sky really is the limit for this guy. I mean, I don't want to repeat all the same talking points that we talked about two weeks ago or whatever it is, but I really believe that despite his height, because his overall look is so good, mm-hmm. uh, aside from his height, and because height, you know, we've we it's not that he, he's not five six, you know, it's it's not like we're dealing with you know uh, Rey Mysterio here, um, you know, the sky really is the limit for this guy, and you know Neville, I think he can be a solid workhorse. There's nothing left for him to do on NXT. I think Neville loses. Neville is now a gatekeeper on NXT. He's mm-hmm. going to lose this match to Balor. And the only question then is, do they move him up? And does he become a solid mid-card workhorse uh, on the main roster? Or does he stay here and perform gatekeeper duties a little while longer? Um, that's really the only question left in his future. So I am looking forward to this. I have to give this a solid eight. Um and 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 it's an interesting match in terms of what happens afterwards with Neville. Agreed. Yeah, I'm gonna go with eight as well. Uh, my my interesting thing is, um, you know, I was, of course, yeah. What 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 happens with Neville afterwards is, is really interesting. But to me, as we talk about right now, is so Finn Balor, he's you know the number one contender for the title. When do you do that? Because then you know I'm I'm assuming Zayn wins at, at, at rival. I don't know if he's in a longer feud with Kevin Owens and they, they go back and forth. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but then Balor, you know, he's a number one contender. What, you know, what's the best method there? Do you kind of 
put him into a title match right away and then have him lose and then work his way back up? Do you, do you build it up for a bigger show? Because, I mean, the fact that he's already in this position, and I do believe he will win this match, the fact that he's already in this position speaks volumes to what we're sort of talking about here, that he gets it, they understand he gets it, he jumps off at the screen, crowds are behind him, everything was behind him. You know, what do you do now? Is it going to be some sort of slower build towards him getting into this eventual match? You know, does he get it and lose and then kind of go back and, and, and try to get back to the top or whatever? I, what do you do with him in that sense? Or do you, do you just really get him ready to go quickly? Because you know what you have. I, I don't if know. If this were Ring of Honor or New Japan or something like that, you know, he'd get it. But this is WWE. They could do anything they want. I mean, mm-hmm, he, can, sure. he can lose that number one contendership. You know, you could have Kevin Owens, you know, lose on take at takeover and then challenge Finn Balor, who has the next title shot for the title shot. You know, they, there's right. a million different things. Or they can have their title match and someone can come in and just ruin it. And then it they could just be Owens. Go back to it. You know, Owens right. can come in and, and, and just destroy both of them. So there's a million ways that they can get out of that. So I wouldn't really overthink that too much. Cause... Yeah, no, but, but I, in terms of you, are you just going to kind of have him still sort of work this upward trajectory? Or do you kind of push him in out of this main event level right away? I think they see what we see and they know mm-hmm. that this guy is the fucking goods. Yeah. Um, he, look, I thought he would do well. I think you thought he would do well. I didn't think he would do this well. I mean, I, I he's taken to it a lot better than I thought. he. I would. couldn't, and I couldn't possibly yeah. be higher on the guy right now. I mean, I, I'm so confident that he's going to succeed on the main roster. Um, and and the other thing about him is he understands the political game, too. I mean, he's a smart guy. I, I don't know if you remember, but when they signed all these dudes, Owens, Baller, Kenta, um, forget who else, um, there was a piece on WWE.com. It was kind of like an oral history deal where, you know, with quotes from all these guys talking about the roads that they've traveled and now they're all together here. The famous picture with Triple H where he took the selfie with all those guys. Yeah, right. Okay, that's the, the, the article that that was from. Um, they were all very open and frank in that article except for Finn Balor. He was very careful, at least for what they printed. Who knows what he said that they didn't print. But you get the sense that he was very careful in that interview and didn't say anything that could potentially – rub anyone the wrong way or hurt him down the road. Whereas Kevin Owens, everybody knows his personality. He was, he just fucking winged it. You know, he said whatever he wanted in that interview and said some things that made me go, wow, did he really just say that in a WWE interview? Um, you got none of that from Finn Balor. He was very conservative. He was very restrained. And uh, you just get the sense that this guy just, I, I keep saying it, but you just get the sense that he fucking gets it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, and he had, listen, this was a guy who had a very cushy setup in Japan. He was making, I think that's important too. And I'm sure they understand that as well is that, that a lot of these other guys came from, you know, like a, a Kenta, you know, obviously came in a situation where, yeah, he had it, you know, he had it okay there, but he had pretty much done everything he needed to do. You know, Owens or Steen or whatever, he had pretty much exhausted everything he could possibly do. Whereas, yeah, I mean, Devitt didn't have to come and, and chose to. Yeah, exactly. He could have kept making his six figure salary with his three weeks on, three weeks off schedule, and not he had only- sponsorships and stuff too, yeah, and, yeah. and I think Armani or whatever it was was it Armani, Armani that he had a sponsorship she, yeah, with? Yeah, you know, so he was making good money. He's working a, a good schedule. Um, you know, he was he was working with his friends over there. He had the whole bull club thing going on, and he would have been pushed harder if he stayed. That push was gonna they were gonna keep going with that push. He'd be in the AJ Styles spot is where mm-hmm. he'd be, and and you know, it really was a tough decision for him to make. He didn't come here to fuck around 
and 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 just throw it against the wall and see if it's he's here to to succeed. He wouldn't have made this move. And he knew it was now or never because he's 34 or whatever it is. And and you know, he he obviously did his homework and and you know, he he didn't need this company. A lot of these guys who come from the Indies, this is the goal. This wasn't necessary. He didn't need this. He could have he could have made a great continued to make a great living doing what he was doing. So that's important to remember too. All right, let's move on here. Uh, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch is for the NXT Women's Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, look, I, I I like everybody in this match to varying degrees. I'm not a huge Bailey fan. I, I know a lot of people are into Bailey. I just That's another one that just doesn't click with me. Um, but the four-way thing scares me because especially when you have some people here who, you know, um, it's – it's tricky. It's a tricky enough to have good four. Look, we've seen twenty-year pros have bad four-way. Look, you're the. This is your rant. I'm stealing your. Oh rant, yeah. Okay. You're the one who who really hates these three ways and four ways because it becomes just throw them out of the ring. Two on two, they fall out of the ring. Then the other two pair off, and it's mm-hmm. just repet. And now you're dealing with people who don't have a ton of experience uh, in this type of match. So. I'm a little worried about the match from that standpoint. I think anybody could win, but I would expect someone else to win. The, I don't expect Charlotte to come out of it with the title. Yeah, it's, it's been a few specials now where we sort of all kind of predicted or thought that, you know, at some point uh, Charlotte would lose. And I, I think this one really, I mean, and you can see from the build to it as well. I would really, really be shocked if Charlotte did win here, but um, you never know. Yeah, my, my anticipation level is kind of, I, I, I like everybody that's in this. I, I'm the, the feuds leading up to it have been, you know, somewhat interesting or whatever, but Overall, as a match, it's it's hard to get really excited. I get way more excited about a one on one because, yeah, the four ways is, as, as you know, I you know, you said that's my rant is that, and, and it's true. I mean, really, you look at at even some of the best, some of the best three triple threat matches ever, or whatever, and and people bring up you know the 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 WrestleMania twenty one between, but it, it always sort of regresses into sort of as I said, the one on one match where two guys are on the side or one guy's outside, and then they come in and then they switch off and then they do that, or you know, there's a bunch of pinfalls and they drag them out at the last second. It's just it, the tropes kind of come over and over and over again. They just get boring. There's just not much there for me anymore. And so yeah, th- this one I don't I really don't know. Um if I had to predict a winner, l- let me say who would you predict as your winner? Sasha I'm gonna Banks. go four out of ten for this. You're going Sasha Banks. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bailey with this one. But yeah, my anticipation level is probably about a five. I just have a lot of trepidations about the four way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, look, I'm not, I'm not a solid ten on Banks winning. I mean, anyone could win. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to see Lynch win, honestly, and I'd like yeah, to see fun. them do more with Lynch. I think only from the from the from the angle, we kind of know about the other three and what they bring to the table. I'd like to see a strong focus on Lynch, not as a sidekick, but as the focus of the division, so we can yeah. so we can uh, see her really let loose and uh, and and really dig deep into Lynch. Because the other three we know. I mean, look, Sasha Banks belongs on the main roster. Charlotte's, you know, say what you want. Look, Charlotte, we know what Charlotte's about. She's a great athlete. I don't know if she's going to get any better. She's got some work to do in terms of some things. She gave a god-awful promo a couple weeks ago on NXT, which is one of the worst (laughs) things I've ever seen. Um, She's got some – look, she is carried to some extent in some of these matches that she's had. But, look, 
if you put her on the main roster, she'd be better than half the people on the main roster. Uh, you know, she, she wouldn't be in the upper echelon, but you know, she's going to blow away your Rosa Mendez's and your, uh, your, uh, I always, Even I get Naomi that. and Cameron mixed up, but to be fair, she's probably better than both of them. She's way better than Cameron. Cameron's the shitty one, right? Um, yeah, I believe Cameron so. is Molina versus Alicia Fox. Yes, that's her. Yeah. yeah. She's way, Naomi's not bad. Naomi's okay. Naomi's okay, but Naomi kind of has the same problem as Charlotte, where you see that she's this great raw athlete, but she's rough around the edges. Um, you know, so Charlotte wouldn't be the worst person on the main roster, and she wouldn't be the best person either. Sasha Banks would be among the best women on the main oh, roster. Oh, certainly, yeah. And character-wise as well. She's she got really the embraced. character down. She's yeah, got she the ring work doing. down. Um, she's a student of the game. Okay, she, you know, she probably watched that Dragon Gate show last night on Ego oh, sure. I mean, you know, so you don't have to worry about her. Bailey's been down there forever. We know what she's about. You know, her upside is an undercard woman who appeals to kids. And, and you know, I want to see more of Lynch. Put a focus on Lynch now. Let's see what mm. she brings to the table. So, yeah, all of her matches have always been sort of they've either been really short or they've, you know, in, there's been interference quickly in them or whatever. There hasn't been a and really she's long been the sidekick, which is fine. Exactly. Because, right. Look, she was delayed. Look, Banks was a sidekick for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's got to wait. That's her. how they sort of move them yeah, up. That's and, what they've been sort of doing, which that. is fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she has to wait her turn. But I, th- I mean, by and large, Charlotte was sort of a, a, a sidekick for a bit, too. Absolutely. So, so it's like, but I think Lynch's turn is now. I think it's time yeah, to get agreed. Banks to the main roster. I would keep Charlotte down here for a little more seasoning, personally. I don't think a long few. I don't know if it's going to get any better. Hit, That's the. Uh, I see. I don't know because you know she's she's got a good legitimate athletic background with the volleyball. So if you're a great athlete, I give you the benefit of the doubt. And I give you a little more time because a great athlete is a great athlete. And That's as we know a, a key component to the battle. Yeah. And um, you know, and 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 she grew up in the business too, so you would think that she has sort of an understanding of the mental side of it. But I would like to see her have a long feud with Becky Lynch, and you know, maybe she learns a thing or two from Lynch, who we know mm-hmm. has a, you know a decade or whatever of experience all over the world. So maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing. Move Sasha Banks up, do whatever the hell you want with Bailey. I don't care what you do with Bailey, and then maybe have Lynch win the title here, and then feud with Charlotte for the next six months. All right, so we'll move on now to the main event, which, by the way, if you haven't seen the promo that uh, finished or, or ended up on uh, last week's or, or this this prior week's NXT, um, the, the the closing, they had a promo that was with Zayn and Owens, and it was just, it was exactly like what you would want out of a traditional, simple but but sort of elegant video about their their background and and you know them traveling the world and pictures of themselves and it's one of those ones that we always talk about where you don't necessarily have to hit people over the head with what's the background of these and and people don't have to know for a fact you know where they wrestled and why they wrestled and all the backgrounds or whatever like you know sometimes everybody takes their 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 fans like they're complete idiots and has no idea what's going on or whatever this one is it's half of that it's a little bit of here's a little bit of our history we did this background you know we traveled the world or whatever and that's it they they presented the casuals with that idea of we were friends and now we're not or whatever. But then people that know a little bit more about these guys and know about, you know, the, the battles they've had before and, and know a lot about their personal lives or whatever, they're rewarded as well. But it, it worked for both people. You know, there was enough nuggets for the hardcores and just enough for the casuals that I feel like everybody, no matter what, if you didn't watch this video and weren't salivating to watch this match, something's wrong with you. 
It was so perfect and so good. I, I put it in the uh, the review I just uh, posted as well uh, of this episode, but have to see it. It's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, obviously the champion. This is for the NXT Championship. Hype level on this one, Joe. I'm a 10 out of 10. Oh, it's a sure. 10. It has to be a 10. I this, mean, we, these guys have never had a bad match. So that's you, know, like, you know the match is going to be great. You know that they're hyped to be working with each other. You know that they want to make an impression. You know yeah. that they want to have a great match. You know that they're driven. You know that they're two of the better guys uh, you know, in the world. I, listen, it has to be a 10. And to the WWE's credit, to NXT's credit, it, you know, they've, they've, they're redoing the best feud in wrestling over the last decade. Yeah, why not? And they're just doing it <laughs> the exact same way. And, and you know, it's they kind of just crammed it into a shorter time. But it's the same feud redone. And there's no reason not to do it this way. They've handled it perfectly. The video, like you said, was amazing. It was just amazing. I wish they did stuff like that on the main rosters of that quality. Uh, simple, effective, perfect. Well, and and what's what's I think the best part about that, and 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 it really brings to a, be, a a bigger point about WWE that maybe we don't have to get into right now or whatever. But the fact is, okay, these two guys, you see them here. It's so humanizing of these two guys, and you can get into this feud and you can get into this match because it's just two humans. It's two normal people that used to be friends. Here's a little bit of our real background put into a a, a match and worked into a storyline. It's not that I mean, it's so simple to have this stuff, and it, it, it's pretty telling when you hear these guys on these podcasts or whatever. And um, someone brought this up. I forgot who um and who was talking about this. It might have been a Court Bauer on the on the the Bauer and Pollock show that was talking about when these guys come. On these podcasts, and you get you know Ryback coming on a podcast, and Dolph Ziggler goes on these podcasts, and you get these real human emotions to them, and you understand what you know makes them tick, and and what they like, and what they don't like, or whatever. And it's like ah, so these people are re real people, and then they're on WWE TV, and there's just these like, you know, Vince likes the larger than life characters. I don't think people give a shit about larger than life characters anymore. I think you talk about these two dudes, and you talk about these guys who can say, look, we were friends, we're not friends anymore. Kevin Steen, you know, Kevin Owens had kids, he changed. I didn't change. Kevin Steen and Owen saying they hired him before me. That makes me mad. There we go. That's all you Owens need. Admits, you know what I mean? Like, and he admits that he's jealous. Right. Like, who, ca who cares? It's, it's, and that's it's what like, I mean. It's so humanizing. And, and how, it's so perfect. And how awesome does this come off compared to a similar angle on this in the same on the same show compared to how phony all that Finn Balor, Hideo Otami stuff comes off? Right. Oh, they've been they grew up together, Alex Riley. And everybody knows it's bullshit. What? Yeah. No one's buying that. You know <laughs> why? Why isn't it just good enough? Why can't Baller and Atami just be buddies who met at NXT? Yeah. Why do we have to? Yeah, they got hired at the same time and have been training together. Why do we have then? to yeah. oversell it? Like they've grown up. They they never they they, they wrestled. They they only wrestled each other once in a six man tag eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think Riley said that at one point. These guys have been traveling the world together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've been I down looked it up, the and there was one match ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know that comes off phony as hell, and it just exemplifies how great that they presented the Zayn Owens deal. I mean, it's just been perfect. I'm looking forward to this match more than any other match in the company. Any other match the company can yeah. put together, I'm looking forward to this match more than anything else this company can do, and um. I have no doubt it's going to be great. And I'll tell you another thing. As confident as I am in Finn Balor's future success, I'm nearly as confident in Kevin Owens now. My God, has he shocked me. And he, oh, he gets And it. again, yeah. I, I, I knew that he'd be good. And I knew that – but my fear with him was the presentation, which kind of wasn't in his control. But they've essentially just let him be him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was worried they were going to put him in, you know, spandex or something and, and, and make him cut his hair and make him, you know, shave his beard or whatever. Or what, they haven't. They could have done a million different things right. to kill the essence of what he is. And he's really – he's Kevin Steen. And he's Kevin Steen without the profanity. And he's actually an improved version of Kevin's because he's so quiet and calm. And, I like him. Yeah, those and promos. And that, that's – I love that. He's style. diabolical. I, I I wanted to mention in my review, it has a little bit of that, that, that Chris Jericho when he sort of came back as the, the Nick Bockwinkle type where it was he got heat by being so quiet and so weird. And it's like, OK, what are you up to? You know, what are you doing? Like, because he's not boisterous. He's not over the top. He's not larger than life. He's just a he's quiet scream and he's not cursing. You know, it, it's 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 this calm. It's this deliberate, calm demeanor. And I also love the fact that at the contract signing, he said, look, this isn't even about Zane. I have nothing against Zane. Okay, it's about that. And he pointed at the title and said, that yeah. is the prize because right. more that money. means more money. And, 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 you know, and it really put an emphasis on the title. And imagine that, you know, the title could actually mean something. And, you know, they've done a good job rehabbing the WWE World Heavyweight title. Thanks in large part to Brock Lesnar. But we all know how poorly they've treated titles uh, on the main roster over the last decade or whatever it is. But the title is – I still truly believe that the title is still the easiest tool to draw oh, money God, with. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, 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 it's so simple to draw money with these titles, and, and they, they got away from that for so long. And I'm glad they're sort of reeling it back in and getting back to that. But – he made it about the title, and he even, you know, he disregarded the idea that it's about Zane, which is a nice, cool little layer here. He's like, look, just because this guy's my friend, he's still in my way of what I want to do and what I need to do. It's just, it's just, it's, it, it's great because it comes off real, and that's all mm -hmm. we really want. We want to suspend yeah. our disbelief, and this feud has made it very easy to suspend our disbelief. If if you have been watching NXT and you're not emotionally invested in this on some level. There, find a new hobby. It, this is there's no way you could have been following this and and not be emotionally invested in it. I couldn't be more excited for a WWE match right now. I just couldn't be. Yeah, I can't wait. And and it helps too that we know, like like we said at the top of this, you know, preview that we know it's going to be great because these guys will just not they will refuse to have a bad match. And if they don't, like, I just cannot not, fathom them that's having impossible. a bad match. Like, these right. guys, that's what I mean. There's no way it's going to be bad. And, like that, that's and especially and and, if, and and you'll know right away if they plan on having more because these guys will hold some shit back. If you've oh yeah, you know they, these guys are especially Zayn. I mean, you know, he he's so smart. There's no one in the world better at a series of matches against one opponent than Sami Zayn. I there's no one better in the world at that than Sami Zayn. I've I've made that rant a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, callbacks and in terms of sort of yeah, he holds he holds stuff back and he uses stuff. You know, hey, I used this in the prior match and then you, you use it against me and that that he's so great he's at that. I mean, you you that aspect. You look at that the DDT, the through the ropes DDT, and he he I mean that that's one of the you know famous moves that everybody knows about him or whatever. He plays that one so well. I mean, if you look, you can tell what match it is just by watching that sort of that that DDT. You know what I mean? Like against Cesaro, you know, he hits it in one match, and then the next match Cesaro gets it. You know, he Neville, you know, figures it out in one match, and then the next time he doesn't figure it out or whatever. There's always just little wrinkles like that that he does that are so good. Yeah, and and you know, he's he's great at that. So, you know, we'll see how they play it here. Um, and, and the thing with Owens is if they don't fuck with this guy and and he continues to be presented the way he's being presented now, I have no doubt he gets over on the main roster doing what he's doing now. Yeah, there's no doubt. Agreed. Uh, you know, unless you bring him up and, 
you do your you make fun of his weight booking, and, yeah. <laughs> or you have jbl call him fat or you have him you know you, you know all that's gonna happen do nothing but lose <laughs> uh, or you have him do comedy with stardust or fandango you know if they don't fuck with this guy and they just present him like they did here but you know there's always that element of make them pay their dues you know work them up from the bottom but then a lot of times that 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 the fans then lose faith in guys mm-hmm. when they, and they don't want to, you don't do that don't let people lose but, faith but this is a guy who could get over a beat like if they treat him the way they've treated roman reigns scratch that because he's getting the i don't expect yeah no one's getting that yeah if they treat him the way that they've treated bray wyatt from the way wyatt's been treated since he got called up the immediate push the immediate idea that this guy's a big deal there's i have no doubt that this guy would get over big on the main roster so there you go we got about 13 minutes left you want to get some of these listener questions yeah let's do that yeah oh you're you're setting it at 13 minutes well you 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 gave me that time Oh no no! Well, we can go. We can go up till we can do a little bit longer. But All right. but but we're running out of time. So let's get to the Starcade ninety one. And just so people know <laughs> that you know this is way shorter than our normal. We started way later than usual. So yes, and, and we really had nothing else to talk about. I, so. I had my I, there there were issues. So and 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 it, luckily this was a good week to start late. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, what are we? Not a talk ton about? to talk about. But let, let's we we said we do some listener questions. So no, what about Starcade ninety one, sir? Uh, let's do the listener questions and then and then we'll we'll see if we have time for Starkey ninety one. So uh, you're wasting time, man. Let's get to the listener questions. Okay, uh, here's obvious spot call. He uh, recently sent this one in. What large stadium shows has Joe been to that turned him off large stadium shows? None. I don't remember you ever having a large I've stadium show. Rant, one, but... I'm never going to go to one because I've been to plenty of live sporting events. And um, there's nothing worse than sitting in a gigantic stadium and you're a mile away from the action and wrestling would be even worse because you have this little tiny wrestling ring. I've been to plenty of wrestling in basketball arenas where if I was sitting upstairs, I didn't enjoy myself. There's no way I would ever enjoy wrestling in a gigantic stadium. Uh, I'm not paying to go watch a wrestling show to watch it on a big screen. I, I just, that's, I'm never, even if it is the largest screen in the world, even if it's the largest screen in the world, like, well, Wrestle- then I guess you're not coming with me to WrestleMania is coming to Dallas. It's a four hour drive from my house. I guarantee you, I will not be in that building. It's just, I'm not going to do it. I just, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm no, I don't I'd rather you. just watch it from my couch and you're welcome to come over and do that too. But I'm sure if you're coming down here, you're going to want to be in the stadium. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, I just want to take. I, I that's always a stadium I've always wanted to kind of go to. Now look, I, like I get stadium, why so. people want to go to the shows. I'm just saying it's not for me. I, mm-hmm. but I understand why other people are into that. I totally yeah. understand because you want to be in, you know, feeling the environment for you know in person. I, yeah, I never had a chance. I, I I passed up on going to WrestleMania 22 because the tickets were too much. So I always kind of said, hey, if I ever get another chance to go to WrestleMania, I got to do it. So so that's my one there. Um, Fanboy Elitist asks, kill, fuck, Mary." This is a very odd one because I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky, Dixie Carter, and Ian Rotten. Okay. Um, is this for me or you? Uh, this could be for both of us. So you go and then I'll go. Okay. My answer is I'm not answering that because I did such a good kill, fuck, Mary on the uh, PW Ponderings podcast. And I learned a valuable lesson. Uh, you want to go out on a high note, Rich. So there's no oh, way yeah. I'm topping that one. So I'm not answering this one. Go out. Okay, well, this one this one couldn't be easier. Kill Ian Rotten, of course, and he, you know, at some point it probably happened to him <laughs> sooner rather than later. Uh, Mary gave Sapolsky because we could just talk. We could do guest Booker stuff all the time. We'll play. Uh, 
Extreme Warfare Revenge and, and Total Extreme Wrestling, and he'll just book it for me. And of course, fuck Dixie Carter. I mean, are you kidding? I think you played that one perfectly. I mean, that's such an easy one. Is, who was, where was the swerve there? Like, of course. Yeah, there's really no even creative angle you can go down with this one. Like, of course I would marry Gabe Sapolsky. So we just, you know, there's some stuff I don't like about the guy. But, you yeah, know. Yeah, that, you it's... talk some wrestling. You help him book the yeah, exactly, shows, right. you know what I mean? Not bad. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, he, he likes baseball, too. We'll talk Phillies. That's a good point. I'll make fun of Ryan Howard, and he'll get it angered. And, on, you know. on a random <laughs> June night. There's no argument over what to watch on TV. You guys are right, watching exactly. baseball. Yeah. You know, he's not going to try right. to put on Bad Girls Club or, uh, you know, um, uh, The Good Wife. You know what I mean? No. Right, he's yeah. going to put on. No, we're going to watch some fucking Phillies. We're going to watch some NL East action. Yeah, Phillies he's going to put on the oh. baseball. You might even go to the game. Yeah. Those right, are right. a million games. All right. Taylor Mitchell asks here, uh, what other podcasts do you guys listen to? Wrestling related or not? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I have a bunch i listened to pretty much what cereal cereal yes the the nurse wanted me to mention cereal and this american, and this american life okay i listen to cereal um otherwise other wrestling related ones non-wrestling of course um wrestling observer i listen to that on a, on a daily basis whatever comes out from them i kind of skip the brian and Vinny shows at this point but everything else i kind of listen to um in terms of fun other stuff, um, I really enjoy uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. It is really good. If you, if you like Bill Burr, uh, The Low Post, which is uh, Zach Lowe, uh, Grantland's NBA podcast. Uh, the Law, uh, mostly the review ones, uh, the ones that John Pollock hosts, uh, Review Away, um, Review Raw. I'll listen to those. Bauer and Pollock, obviously. And Corp Bauer's a fan of the site. Listen to his stuff. Uh, IGN, I listen to a few of their like video game podcasts. Effectively Wild, which is a baseball one. I listen to that, and then a bunch of other kind of random stuff here and there. But that, that's basically my rotation there. A little bit of basketball, a little bit of baseball, video games, and then a lot of that wrestling. That is a so. ton of podcasts. Holy shit. I do. I mean, all day. I'm, I'm listening to stuff all day. So I, uh, I've talked about this before, but um, I really don't listen to any because um, it's, it's – I used to, but ever since we started doing this, I try not to listen to a ton of wrestling podcasts anymore because I'm always deathly afraid – then I'm going to steal something from another show, pick up somebody's style, um, pick up on someone else's opinion and then make it inadvertently make it my own. You know what I mean? I, I am so afraid that I'm going to do that, that I, I, I pretty much stop listening to wrestling podcasts dead. Um, I will listen to things if people tell me to listen to something, if they say mm-hmm. something's newsworthy, if they say, I, you know, there's something that's I can't miss. Uh, really, the only wrestling podcasts I listen to on a even close to consistent basis is um, any observer podcast that has Dave on it. Dave Meltzer. Yeah. And I listen to everything Alan puts out as well through the observer, all the DKP shows. I, I, I try to listen. I, I really enjoy what he does and, and does a good job with it. Yeah. If, if Meltzer's on a show with Alvarez, I'll listen. I don't listen to any of the Alvarez shows with his goofy friends. I don't listen to anything with his grandmother. I don't listen to any of that stuff. Um, <laughs> No, and he's not joking, I'm not even but... necessarily ripping any of that. I just, I, that's not for me. I, you don't have time for I, it. Yeah. I, I don't have time I, for I've, it had to, I've had to cut him out too. And, and really there's nothing on those shows that's insightful to me. I don't know. I just, I don't listen to any of that. So I guess I am yeah. ripping the show, those shows, but I just, I, they're not for me. I don't listen to uh, the Lance Storm shows with Alvarez anymore. I used to listen to them a while ago, but I can tell you what Lance Storm's opinion is before Lance yeah, says it. I, so. I stopped listening to I, I used to really, I mean, when I first got on the website, those were some of my favorite shows until I kind of got the shtick of, oh, okay, it's Lance Storm. Like, you know like, what he's going to say. It's like Cornette's. When I first discovered Cornette on podcast or whatever, Cornette shoot interviews, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then after the sixth time, he tells you he's going to kill Vince Russo. It's like, okay, well, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't care. Which is funny given his booking standards, <laughs> you know, or what he always says about booking. And, and, and then he just does the exact same thing when he's on. I, I stopped but. listening to Cabana when we were doing interviews. I stopped listening to interviews, period, when we were doing interviews for the reason I just talked about. We don't do interviews anymore, so I started listening to Cabana a little bit again um, just because I think I like the way he approaches his interviews. He's not trying to dig for dirt. They're telling stories. And, right. you know, they're just two guys shooting the shit. And a lot of times you get more out of a guest when you do when when you when you're when you he breaks down the barrier of, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to investigate you I'm just trying to you know we're having a talk yeah, we're having and, a conversation and then people yeah. end up saying things that they might not have normally said if they felt like they were being interviewed so I, I know a lot of people have turned on Cole Cabana but I still enjoy his podcast but in reality I really don't listen to much, much of anything I don't know once I stopped listening I never got back in the groove and I, I I listen to the occasional DKP I listen to the occasional um shake them ropes um Oh, of course, shake them ropes, yeah. Um, but that, that's on our family. I can't mention that. Well, I mean, but, you know, it's and, and, and I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I listen to any of these shows uh, religiously. I, I, I don't. Some of it's a time issue, and some of it is, you know, I don't want to be biting off of Rob McCarron. And I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you, know who, you know who else has that same mindset? Uh, the comedian Jim Norton, because I listen to his radio show almost every day because he's uh, yeah. the Opie and Jim show, which used to be Opie and Anthony, and Anthony got fired, and now it's Opie and Jim. Um, you know, he has the same philosophy when it comes to comedians. He's a stand-up comedian, and he doesn't watch comedy because he's scared to death that he's going to hear something he likes or pick up a personality tick of a comedian that he admires, and not on purpose, just inadvertently. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's, it, yeah, it's going to happen. He, yeah. he doesn't want to pick up on somebody's style, or and then you know, so he just doesn't. He he, he just doesn't watch other comedians, and it's kind of like the same mindset that I have. I'm just. I'm probably, you know, being very overly neurotic about it, but it just it's something that I'm just kind of afraid to do. All right. Move on here. Uh, I'm trying to find a good one here. Hmm. There's a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, trying to get a good one here. Okay. Jake, Jake, double at double cross king asks, which New Japan pro wrestling talent would you most like to see tour CMLL? He's uh, and he qualifies here. No one has since Tanahashi in August 2013. Hmm. What New Japan talent would I like to see in CMLL? Um, I can well, I can give you a bunch of guys I'd like to see in CMLL just because I don't want to see them in New Japan anymore. But I don't think that's the uh, spirit of the question. <laughs> I don't so believe so. No, I can tell it's you who are you going to. I, I think it's who would you enjoy most? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you I'd like to see Sakuraba get lost. And go to CMLL and disappear, but that's not what he means. What he wants to know is, who do you think from New Japan would be a good fit in CMLL? Um, I, you know, I'd like to see either Komatsu or Tanaka go to CMLL and work a different style and cut their teeth a little bit. That's probably a boring answer because basically what I'm saying is I just want to see someone go on excursion. Mm-hmm. But um, those would probably be. I tell you what though. That's not the answer he wants either. I'm going to give you Okada. Okay. Because, you know, he's kind of – he kind of has that uh, Turiaman background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can work that out great. And, you know, and, and the Fantastic Mania Tours, he kind of teases it a little bit. You know, he busts out the arm drags and the uh, and the springboard moves a little bit on those tours. And um, I, I'd like to see him work some full-fledged lucha matches. So how about that? How about Okada? Yeah, that's a good one. That's, I, that, that would probably be – that was going to be my pick initially too because I thought – 
of a guy who would at least you would seek out. I mean, if if a lot of other guys would go there and I would just go, huh, yeah, whatever. If, if Okada went there, I would seek out a lot of those matches. A lot of the other dudes, yeah, I don't know. It would just kind of be like, oh, that's cool that he's there or whatever. You know, excursion guys, that'd be fine. But Okada watching him, I think he would embrace that style as well, and it'd be a lot of fun. And and you know, just being able to see that and see him against all those different people and see him grow as you know, still being a younger wrestler, still kind of a sponge in a lot of ways. That that'd be super interesting. Versus you know. A bunch of other names, I'd probably go, oh, yeah, that's cool, he's there. But would I seek him out and really watch it? I, I, I don't know. So um, I don't know if you saw this story, but uh, this is from uh, Minoru Suzuki GHC Champ 2. The name, I can't even get the whole thing. He says, Minoru Suzuki using Misawa's death in the ring for heat. Good, bad, or indifferent? And I don't know if you saw that story about that. It, I think it was in The Observer I don't, uh, I don't, week. I don't like it. I, I, I don't like playing off a guy where the guy's death. Essentially what he said, if people don't know, uh, he was in a promo with uh, Mirafuji, correct? And said something about a town uh, meaning a lot to him. It's it's Hiroshima. Yeah, or Hiroshima. Right, that was it. That was the town. Yeah. So he was saying, "Oh, Hiroshima means a lot to you," and then like kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and that was because Marufuji was the protege or whatever, and that's where Masawa died. So yeah, strong implication of that. Basically, what, he was what he's saying about. is, I know Hiroshima means a lot to the Noah roster, and what he said was, it doesn't mean anything to me. He was mm-hmm. he was he was using Masawa's death to troll uh, right. and and add heat to the feud. Look. I'm sure Masawa wouldn't have given a fuck. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... Yeah, get, get, get some heat for it. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the Paul Bearer thing. You know, Paul Bearer probably would have been thrilled with the CM Punk stuff to the build-up to the Undertaker match. Remember all the shit with the urn and disrespecting Paul Bearer after his death and all that? And, yeah. oh, but yeah. it still rubs me the wrong way. You know, it's like there's other ways to get heat than doing it like that. And, and you know, in the case of Masawa, it's like he died in the ring in Hiroshima. That's no, where I kind of like, draw the line too. It's yeah. it's, it's not like he was from there. Or that's like his favorite city, but like no, he literally died in that ring working for Noah. You know, there's there's a lot more there. That's that that'd be that'd be doing a wink wink nudge nudge Kemper Arena thing. It, yeah, you know, it's, Owen it's, Hart. Yeah, and that's, exactly. It'd be like it'd be like feuding with with Natalia in Kansas City and bringing up that you know this city doesn't mean shit to me. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. Or it'd be, you know, it, it, you know, throwing a guy off of a cage in the Kemper Arena and then saying, what, that's Kemper Arena? That's the same one? I had no idea, even though it's you like, worked for the company at the time. But you It's know. not the kind of thing that offends me necessarily to where, oh, well, fuck Minoru Suzuki. I can't watch his matches anymore. But it's definitely a little off-putting. You know what I mean? It's mm, I, yeah, I yeah. don't need that. I don't need that to enjoy my wrestling. He, he can find numerous other ways to put heat on the feud. All right, uh, Richard uh, Ricardo asks us, funniest wrestling angle that stuck out in your memory? Funniest wrestling angle that cu- stuck out in your memory? That, that's hard for me. I, when, he, when he initially asked this, I had to think a lot because the funny stuff, I enjoy them in the, in the moment, but I'm trying to think of ones that I just really, really off the top of my head remember of just, yeah, it's a tough one. What do, you, do you have anyone here that you think of? <sighs> no, I, I don't have an answer. I don't know. We don't like fun here. Yeah, I'm anti <laughs> like good old-fashioned wrestling. Yeah. I like my shit I'm sure serious. there's a bunch. If I really thought about for a lot, I'd probably be able to come up with a few, but it's it's hard just thinking, you know, right off the top of my head of, of, of funniest things. I, I I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize that we don't like fun, but... I can't think It's just hard. That, that I, particular, because for me, the, the biggest memories of me in wrestling aren't funny, you know, funny things. They're They're great matches, great moments, that sort of stuff versus, haha, you know, that really made me laugh. Those don't stick in my mind. There's a lot of stuff that if I went through a list, I'd probably be able to go, oh, yeah, that'd probably be it. But off the top of my head, pretty hard to do that. So, 
Uh, Jay Meyer here asks, is it possible that The Miz isn't as horrible as most make him out to be? Hey, I listen, I, I think The Miz is fine. I think he does I've always said he's okay. shit. I think he's a better worker than he gets credit for. And uh, look, as a smug prick heel. There's no one better. Yeah, he's great I mean, at geez. I mean, he was born to be a smug prick heel. Yeah. I've no, I really don't have any issues with The Miz. I thought the tag team with, with, uh, with Morrison in 2007 was one of the best tag teams in the world that year. And, um, I, you know, I don't ha- I don't even, I think the Miz, when he's put in a situation to have a good match, he delivers in the ring. I don't see a lot of holes. In I think he's work. way better in the ring than people give him way credit. I mean, he's not good. Great. He's not good at all, but he's not. I'd call him good. I wouldn't call him great. I wouldn't call him very good. I, I don't have any problem calling him good in the ring. But given that one of the things that I bring up, given that he is a complete WWE product, I mean, when you look at a lot of those guys that that, that just came from, I mean, he didn't work any indie. I mean, he's a straight yeah. WWE developmental guy. Not bad. I mean, a lot of those guys are horrible. I mean, we talk about a guy like a Roman Reigns who who still can't really click and can't really get it together. The Miz has always been pretty much from. He's never really been that awful. Even look, when he at was this stage of the game, he's miles ahead of Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, yeah. In the ring, I mean. I, I, I don't, I don't have a big problem with the Miz. I never did. Z. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think people pick on him cause he's very hateable. And I think that that bleeds into people's opinions of him. And, and he was pretty shitty in the beginning. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of that was the character too. That was the horrible, the, the host of SmackDown stuff, but yeah, pretty much from the moment he, he started tagging with, with Miz or uh, Morrison rather. And, and, you know, they had the, the dirt sheet or whatever. And, and really, ever since then, he's been okay with it. I, I never really outwardly hated him. So, yeah, there, there's nothing that ever really um, hurt me there. Uh, Stephen Graham asks here, and this is, uh, he's a PWO guy, so you know this will be an uh, interesting question. He says, and I'm not sure how to phrase this question. I don't know exactly what he's looking for here. Watch, watching current wrestling versus watching wrestling from the past? Question mark. I guess what we prefer. Um, yes. I mean, okay. When I have when when I have free time and it's time to watch wrestling, if there is new wrestling that I haven't seen yet, that always it gets priority. Mm-hmm. Um, like if there are Pearl uploads, or if there's um, if I'm behind on you know NXT or main event or superstars or whatever, I, the the new wrestling always gets the priority over the old wrestling. Um, but there's two different kinds of old wrestling. There's Rewatching stuff that I've already seen, and there's watching old wrestling that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Watching old stuff I've never seen before would be second on my priority list. Rewatching stuff that I've already seen is I hate rewatching. Yeah, I I'm never not a that. huge fan of rewatching. I already saw it. I have limited time to watch wrestling as it is. It's not that I look. I rewatch some wrestling sometimes. What I'm saying is it's last in the pecking order. Um, the only time I rewatch wrestling is when there's nothing new left to watch and I really can't, there's nothing fresh in my mind that I want to go back and watch I haven't seen before. Or sometimes I'll put on stuff that I've seen before as like background noise, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll be in and out, but I won't really be paying hardcore attention to it. But yeah, that's kind of my order. New wrestling yeah, uh, always comes first. Stuff that I've never seen before would be second. And then stuff that I've already seen before um, it's just, look, man, I, I don't have time to sit around and watch shit that I've already seen. You know, it's just, I'd rather watch stuff that's fresh. I, um, I'm very similar to you, uh, in that respect. I, to me, it's, I don't know if it's a ranking order of one and two for, um, my dog is trying to crawl on me. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's a ranking order of one and two, um, 
in terms of I have different moods. There's sometimes when I want to watch something new and I know there's something new out there. I, I, I immediately go towards that. But then there's times where I'm just like, you know what? I, I, I want to less because when I watch new stuff, I want to focus a lot. When I watch older stuff, I don't focus quite as much. You, you know what I mean? Like some, I can kind of watch it in the background and kind of go back and forth or whatever. And, and so I have moods where, where I, I prefer one over the other. Absolutely dead last bottom of the barrel is stuff that I've already seen before. I, I don't care. I've seen it. Very, very rarely. When, when very, very... Uh, maybe if I'm doing like... If it's Royal Rumble season or it's WrestleMania season, I'll watch a WrestleMania that I've seen before. I'll watch a Royal Rumble I've seen before. I'll, I'll watch a match or two that I've seen before. But for the most part, I don't seek out stuff that I've watched before. Especially to me, there's so can, much... Especially if I remember it well. Exactly, like, right. I have nothing more that... Every that now and then, I'll get nostalgic and put on a show that I know that I like a lot or, you know what I mean, or... or 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 a match that I know that I really love, but that's very rare. I you know like I that that's very rare. Like I got really excited when the network uploaded that Black History Month stuff. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about that. I, I put that on my kind of. All our, right, well, let's do that now because I got excited because the, they put up a bunch of random territory episodes that of stuff that I'd never seen before. That got me excited because it was fresh. I'd never seen it. Um, but as far as like. I, you know, like the old ECW episodes that are up, you know, I watched all the ones that I didn't remember or hadn't seen. And I kind of lost interest because then it was like, all right, well, I've seen this shit. I was there. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I, I, I don't have this pressing need to rewatch ECW again. But this fresh stuff that they put up, I was um, I was all in on Oh, yeah. I, I, I devoured watched pretty, that. I watched it all in like a, a half I think a I've day. watched almost all of it already. Yeah, I watched all the Mid-South right away, um, which is awesome. It's just a great, great, fun hour of show uh, of wrestling. Uh, I haven't seen the other. I mean, there's a few other things that I haven't caught yet. I know I immediately just went to the Mid-South. That stuff's all done. I still have to go through the other stuff. But, yeah, if, if people haven't gone there, and initially when I looked at it, I thought it was just going to be – you know, they do those, the Ernie Ladd, you know, retrospective promos. I thought it was just going to be those. I thought it was just going to be a collection of those. Then I find out, holy shit, there's like full episodes of Mid-South, full episodes of like, there's a little bit of Global. And so it's, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Yeah, I dug in deep. That one WCW Pro episode that has the Ron Simmons Vader match. I haven't watched that one that's yet. That's awesome. On my, uh, there's, a, there's a Barry Windham Tracy Smothers match on that show. There's a, a Jushin Liger versus Jimmy Garvin match on that episode. <laughs> uh, that is a good hour TV right there. And I would love, look, we've been pining for them to upload like a full season's full year's worth of WCW Pro or or Saturday Night or Main Event or Worldwide or something like that. So, And that really made me want to see that stuff even more because these random like Barry Windham versus Tracy Smothers matches, these are like seven minutes of gold. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's like shit that you've never seen or you obviously don't remember because you watched it when you were eight and never saw it again. And it's like this is it's like it, that's the kind of shit that I'd like to see on it. I made a statement on Twitter. I would gladly trade the entire pay-per-view library on the network for libraries of these television shows. I would yeah. make that trade tomorrow. It's more interesting to me. Yeah, and, for years worth of Mid South or or, or WCW Worldwide is one that I always liked. I mean, WCW Pro was kind of your generation. Worldwide is mine. I remember uh, you know growing up watching a lot of Worldwide and and people were linking a few weeks ago. I know people were linking Worldwide and there was like a Yuji Nagata Macho Man Randy Savage match. And I'm just like that's why I want stuff, Worldwide. You know? And it might like be, that's well, why I need be, to see it might that be main event that they uploaded. What whichever one that it is, but I you know the, your point remains. Oh, the one you're talking about? No, it's it's main event. It's main event, I right? Think. Yeah. So you know your your point remains, and yeah, even like WWE Velocity or Shotgun Saturday Night or what I'm dying to see is the Super Astros. 
Because I've never yeah, seen oh, yeah. that other than random matches on YouTube, but full wall-to-wall episodes. I would I would burn through that season of Super Astros in probably a day and a half if they put it up there with all those interesting, um, obscure matchups that are on there. I mean, geez, that's the stuff that I want. So uh, when it comes to when you say old wrestling, when it's stuff that I haven't seen, my interest level goes through the roof. When it's Agreed. stuff that I've seen already, eh, you know, I listen, I there's so much wrestling out there. I can't get bogged down in watching the shit that I already saw. It's it's just a time issue, you know? So um, maybe I'd be more into that if I had, you know, didn't have a job or something. I could sit home all day and fucking watch wrestling. That might be another story. But, you know, I, I got to watch the shit that, that I haven't seen before. All right. Um, I, we need to talk about this Star K91. Are we doing it or not? We got a few more listener questions. <laughs> Joe, at this point, can we get rid of it and start a new Keith Harris with this project? Can we start with this? Because this project, I think it's a good segment. Why are you stepping all over Keith Harris here? I, I think it's a very good segment. Inside seats, quality, we can't, get quality discussion from this guy. You're stepping on his question. Can I ask the Keith Harris question? He's, you can he's ask a good guy. Harris. You don't like him? Are you I, I saying like you don't like lot. Keith Harris? Is that are you on the record saying that you dislike Keith Harris? <laughs> Why do you hate babies? Okay. So you like cancer. That you're, what you're saying is I like Keith cancer. Harris wants to know why do you what do you think about Meltzer saying that Kevin Dunn is going to meet Chael Sonnen informally over WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I don't know what you don't, that would you be. You don't like Keith Harris. I, I Keith is a fine person. I have no problem with that. I'm just I'm just I'm just imagining Chael Sonnen and and, and Kevin Dunn in the same room and and. And what a conversation could possibly sound like between those two. But. To give it the serious answer it deserves, um, look, Chael Sonnen clearly has the pro wrestling aspects of pro wrestling down. Uh, you know, he was obviously a fan. He, he's been cutting pro wrestling promos in MMA for years. He's obviously a tremendous athlete, and I think he would take to pro wrestling very well if he wanted to learn. The, the only thing working against Sonnen is his age. Um, he's a guy that's pushing 40. And but the thing is, I think he's so talented and so charismatic that they'd give him the time he needed to to uh, to become, you know, a, a competent pro wrestler to get on the road. Look, if, if Sonnen wants to do this, I don't have any doubts that there is a role somewhere in wrestling for Chael Sonnen um, because he's just too good at so many of the aspects that make up. Uh, somebody who's good at pro wrestling. So, and I know you don't really have a take because you don't know a ton about Chael Sonnen in, in terms of. Well, I guess you you know what you need to know about Sonnen. Yeah, I know the, the basics. What relates to wrestling? You think this is an announcer role? It, it, that's that's the thing. I don't know what it's for, but no matter what, here's I, I do believe he would be successful in pro wrestling in some manner if he wanted to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I stand with that. Like, be it a manager, be it a you know commentator or something. Whatever like the yeah, case he, may be, yeah. or or potentially as a wrestler, as long as he's passable in the ring. And there's no reason to think that he couldn't be. I mean, the guy's a world class athlete. So you know, I, I you know, so um, you know, yeah. So I I think it's kind of exciting, you know, and I hope something comes of it. He's not going to come cheap, but see, that might work to your advantage if you want to see him because if they invest a ton of money in him he's going to get rushed and yeah, they're right. going to make sure that they do something uh, to get a return on their investment are you going to ask more questions or can we uh embrace i'm fine with just not doing star k91 and moving on to new matches let's see or do you not want to do these things at all because i just want to know one way or another some more listener questions here uh, <laughs> i'm going to give you one more listener question okay. then we got to go but go ahead 
No, you you do it. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm done. Fine. I want to talk Starcade ninety one, but you want to you want you were giving me another uh, listener question. No, no, no. Okay, let's see. We got two new. So that Jushin Liger, Bill Kazmaier team. What a, what a team that was, Joe. And we're gonna get to that on a future show. <laughs> we are not. If we couldn't get into it now, it now we if, have like five if, minutes. If we didn't get to it on this show, we are never getting to it. It's over. It's dead. We gotta just let it die. What do you think about the super crazy video that leaked where he was talking about New Japan and Noah that ended up getting pulled? Um, well, look, I don't think that is a surprise to anybody who listens to this. Yeah, show. we all kind of knew that. Yeah. We all kind of knew. We reported it, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time now, um, and, and Meltzer has been hinting at it for even longer than that. Because if you remember, there was a little throwaway note in The Observer uh, at least two months ago where he said, there's big news coming out of Noah soon. You know, he was very cryptic about it. And obviously that's what that meant. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't a surprise to anyone. We've all known that New Japan has their claws in Noah now. We we know for a fact that they own a certain percentage. We don't know if it's a controlling interest. We don't know if it's how much of it they own, but they own some of it. And now we know, thanks to Super Crazy, that Jado is booking Noah. So yeah. what we now look, Super Crazy is in Mexico. Jado is in Japan. Um, now, Super Crazy knows who booked him to come back to Noah. So he obviously knows that if he says the new Japan offices who booked him to come back, I, I believe him. But at the same time, super crazy isn't exactly privy to who's booking angles and booking finishes in Noah. Right. He's not, hasn't been there yet. So he knows who sent him his plane ticket. Okay. But would it surprise me if Jado is booking, you know, see, he could just be booking the Suzuki gun angle. And, you know, for the other Noah stuff, that could just be business as usual for whoever. I don't even know who their booker was, to be completely honest with you. Do not quote me, but it, I think it was Marafuji. I'm not positive. I believe that's correct. I'm almost positive that's correct. Uh, I'm sure when people listen, someone will know. And if you do know authoritatively who was booking Noah, please let us know. But I think it was uh, Marafuji. But, you know, but yeah, but over, I mean, I, listen, he didn't really... It wasn't breaking news, but I think it was more telling that the video got pulled because that just confirms everything that we've been saying, Dave has been saying, you know what I mean? So um, it wouldn't have been pulled otherwise. So, um, you know, so it obviously got back to New Japan or CMLL uh, thought better of it and, and or, or got wind of it because, you know, and, and, and it's a bit, who knows, but somebody didn't want that video on the internet anymore. So, it's pretty obvious what's going on, but yeah. Um, so there, there's smoke to that, that oh, yeah. in some respects. So <laughs> it's not completely nothing, but, but again, it shouldn't be breaking news. If you followed us or you follow what we tweet or you, you follow the observer, you would know that. So, yeah, and I mean, even looking back before, before it even became a story, it wasn't an accident that guys like Nagata were going over there and mm-hmm. it's, you know, and, and, and now there's an even heavier. So, so, you know, it's, it's, yeah, like we said, it, I, I didn't, I thought it was interesting. It basically just confirmed what we already knew. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'll let you have a bonus question if you want. Do you have one? Okay, ask. Uh, here we go, Warren Taylor. Finding another one? Okay. Yeah, no, I got it. Warren Taylor here asks, uh, what is your guilty pleasure match or wrestler? Um, the Mexican promotion DTU, which is a bunch of very young, very unrefined crazy luchadors doing basically an ECW and the old Tijuana promotion 
that was influenced by ECW. I don't know if a lot of people remember what I'm talking about, but Conan and Psychosis and Mysterio and all those guys saw what was going on in ECW, and they kind of made their own Lucha version in Tijuana mm-hmm. in the uh, mid-90s, I guess in 96. I, th- I want to see, yeah, it was 1996. 96, yeah. So DTU is kind of like a hybrid of those two promotions. It's held in this this building that resembles the ECW arena. There's lots of barbed wire. There's lots of fire. There's lots of tables. And there's a lots of crazy lucha dives uh, thrown into the mix. And it's where Flamita came from. And it's where Rocky Lobo came from. And, uh, you know, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards have toured there. Rich Swan, Ricochet, guys like that. Um, it's, 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 if you're looking for wrestling psychology, it's the wrong place to turn. If you're looking for 19 year old untrained luchadors <laughs> doing, uh, flips with a Z through flaming tables plus Joe lighter, then yes, that is the place that you're looking for. So that's definitely a guilty pleasure in terms of a promotion. Uh, do you have an answer for this or no? Yeah, I'm wondering, because um, I've always been curious what the prevailing thought is on this guy, because he's always a guy that I really enjoyed watching, and usually when he has a match on, for whatever reason, I'm just kind of gravitated towards it, and I watch every minute. It's Yokozuna through history. Did you enjoy Yokozuna? Eh, I could take him or leave him. He's always been, no matter, I, I don't know why, I don't know what, it's always been, I've always had a fascination for him from the moment I started watching wrestling from, you know, even today, if his match is on, if it's a, it doesn't matter what it is, it could be a random in your house, it could be, you know, whatever. I will watch the entire thing and, and enjoy it. I, I don't know why I enjoy him so much. And and even when he got, he was 9,000 pounds or whatever the hell he was in his last run. I've just always really enjoyed Yokozuna. I don't know why. He's a guy, no matter what, if if, if I'm, it, it, whatever show it is, if he's got a match and I'm not leaving the room when he's on for whatever reason. And and a lot of the stuff I admit isn't that good. I'm just fascinated by it. There's him. a lot of people, yeah. there, there are segments of fans who, who, who really enjoyed him in that gimmick. Okay. So yeah. I, I mean, think, I really did. I I don't know why. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if that was like an absolute. Completely alone, but I would. Con- okay. I would consider that a guilty pleasure. It's not my type of wrestler. Though. That's what's weird, though, is I wouldn't normally be gravitated towards that type of guy. It's not like you know, there's guys like Earthquake who I really enjoy, but he he was really good at it. You know, Earthquake was great at it. But there, a lot of the big fat dudes, that's not really my style. I don't really like that all that much. But Yokozuna, for some reason, it's just something clicked with him always, forever. From the moment I started watching wrestling, he was like one of the guys that that, and it might have been one of the few, the first few guys I saw when I I really started to get into it you know, was him in, you know, 94, 93 or whatever. And that might've been one of the reasons why I always gravitated towards him. But yeah, I don't know. He, he's, I would consider him. A, I mean, I don't leave the room. I, I don't skip any matches that have Yokozuna in it. Even if I've seen him before, uh, except maybe that WrestleMania, the Bret Hart WrestleMania match, that one, I, I, uh, the WrestleMania 10. He was, the I mean, he was oh, no. very good in the ring and very active. Sorry, no, the, L- the Luger one. It's the Luger one. The yeah, Nerf Luger one. one isn't good. That one I will skip. That that one I will go out of my way to, to, to avoid. That is one of my least favorite. And then at the very played. end when he was like 600 pounds, he was kind of useless. But before that. <laughs> but then there's like a morbid curiosity to seeing if, if he's – I know he's not going to die in the ring, but you never know. Like, like Before that, I he was a good worker. I mean – Oh, really good. no yeah. question about it. As far as singular workers, I'll throw a few out there. Uh, Gato. Whenever he wrestles, even if it's in a grimy eight-man, um, Taka Mishinoku. I watched a uh, Kayentai Dojo show the other night because, you know, our voters don't watch enough wrestling. I watched right. a Kayentai Dojo show Staying the other night. Staying up watching Keito. Yeah, where he was stretching some young boy, and it was perversely entertaining. So Taka Mishinoku, Gato, Kazuma Sakamoto from Wrestle 1, uh, Damian Wayne, an NWA wrestler from Virginia, uh, from the Virginia area. And the, the, the prevailing theme with those four guys – grimy dirty <laughs> veteran heels who 
They like beating up on the youngsters. Like beating yeah. up on the youngsters, stretching young boys, and being grimy and dirty and having shit-eating grins on their faces. <laughs> I love that style of wrestler. Like, I'll watch Taka Mishinoku work openers, uh, you know, all day long. I'm talking modern. I'm not talking about 1996 Taka Mishinoku. I'm talking about 2015 yeah, yeah. Taka Mishinoku. Freelance. Freelance. Yes. I'm, and, 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 <laughs> and Gato, who always delivers. That guy is a tremendous pro wrestler, vastly underrated. So as far as guilty pleasures go, uh, grimy, dirty, slimy, cheating heel veterans uh the tag team in you know kanoi who's wrestling in uh in noah right now he's another great example of a guy like that uh and his tag team partner ohara so those are two more guys who kind of fit that ilk and i'll tell you a guy who's going to turn into that one day is taichi taichi is going to be a grimy dirty veteran he's already He's already and there. He just doesn't have pretty, any of the, the cachet of it yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have the cachet of being an old but dude. But I'll yet. tell you he's what. Just, he's a lazy. Like, I've loved perfect, his shit yeah. since he's come back from the suspension. Because it, it, it's, it's exactly the stuff I'm talking about now. That whole little group of Suzuki Goon Juniors. Taka, Taichi, El Desperado. They're grimy motherfuckers. I like that stuff. So, uh, and, and you know, a lot of people have no time for that. You know, who's sitting there watching Cosmo Sakamoto matches? I am. I'm the only one doing it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that, that would be another good example of a guilty pleasure. All right. So I think we'll wrap it up with that. Unfortunately, yeah, we only went two hours here. We had nothing to talk about. So we appreciate all the questions that got sent in. Um, Voiceofwrestling.com. You can check us out for all the good columns and all that good stuff that we've had throughout the week. Of course, the match of the month. Uh, you'll find that pretty much front and center. If not, find it on the forums and all the other good stuff. But match of the month, January. And we're going to keep it up. It's an every match, you know, every month thing that we're going to do here. Uh, really excited about that. If you haven't already ordered the New Japan ebook, which what's wrong with you? You'll see a link on the front page, voicewrestling.com. Our forums as well, which are really, I mean, really enjoying them. And I'm glad we did. We made this idea to finally have them because there's just so much pleasure I'm getting out of those. And there's the thread that I love is the random, it, I think it's called random pro match pimping. And it's just people putting random pro matches on there. And they're so good. They're old, they're new, they're random, they're, they're, they're great matches, they're bad matches. It doesn't matter. Just people are posting them. And it's, I just love voicewrestling.com slash forums for that. Joe, anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm ready to get back to some quality Facebook creeping. And uh, Yeah, you you got a busy day. You got a busy night ahead of that's, you. So. That's how I'm going to spend the rest of my night, I think. All right. So, uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Voices Wrestling. We're also on Facebook, Voices of Wrestling. If you listen to us on iTunes or if not, please rate, review, subscribe, all other good stuff. For Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Critch. We'll see you next time on the Voice Wrestling Podcast. Take care. Podcast. There is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.